0: Welcome to the Saniac Podcast, everybody. Uh, This is where we do live weekly recaps of MTV's The Challenge. We're currently recapping Total Madness. We also have a whole website, Saniacpodcast.com, where you can check out tons of cool challenge content. We've got weekly written recaps that come out as well as Twitter recaps um, and some fun games on there. So definitely go and head to Saniacpodcast.com for all of your favorite challenge content. I'm Shawnee Suisa, podcast producer from L.A., and this is my awesome co-host, Zach Calhoun, coming out of wherever. (laughs) What's up? <laughs> we have lots to discuss tonight you guys but before we get into everything and I mean everything I do want to quickly shout out our sponsor stitcher premium you guys know the deal you can go to stitcher.com forward slash premium and you get a free month off your monthly plan when you use our promo code saniac so go check that out it's a really awesome platform you can listen to all your favorite shows ad free get tons of bonus content it's really awesome uh, sick uh, app as well on the phone. So check that out. Stitcher.com forward slash premium. All right. So we have a lot to discuss. There's the weekend. Uh, things that went down, there is so much that happened within BMP and MTV and just, I mean, there's just a lot that we need to go over today. So, uh, we're going to start off with all of that and then we're going to make our way into the episode afterwards. We also have deleted scenes from last night's episode, which we will be discussing as well. So there is so much ground for us to cover you guys. Uh, Zach is heated about a lot of this stuff. I'm definitely heated about a lot of it as well. I think we both have some, um, some opinions. I mean, there's just been so much going on, you know, but I it, like it's it feels like the news is non-stop both in real life and in challenge life. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. there's no reprieve to the news cycle anymore, whether it's from the fucking reality TV departments or from the actual news stations. Um so you know, there there's just there's a lot and Twitter has been actively involved in all of it. That fucking cesspool of a platform. Every time something like this happens on Twitter, it just makes me. I just. It's. I feel like it's such a toxic place. I feel like it. It breeds toxicity. I, I don't even know. I'm just whatever with Twitter. Uh, and yeah, ban Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Like Twitter is really like, shut fucked down. Off. Twitter. It's
1: it's literally a shithole. It's Stan accounts and a dumbass president saying crazy shit. That's literally what Twitter is right now.
0: It's yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, all right, Zach. So let's just let's jump right into this whole thing. I'm going to lay out okay. kind of what happened and then we'll get into our takes on everything. So if you guys have not been keeping up with all the drama, uh, here we go. So I assumed it started from the tweet where she said, um, IDK, why you guys don't think I'm um, I'm for BLM? I've been saying this ever since my, I lost my virginity. So I assumed it started off from that tweet of d's but um which in case you guys didn't decipher it as fast as my slow ass brain did basically what she was saying is that she lost her virginity to a black guy and that's why she's for blm which obviously if you are uh, at all aware of what's going on nowadays that's an incredibly problematic statement to make she does admit later that she was super high when she made it like i don't think it was the worst thing in the world um in terms of like what we've seen from challengers uh in regards to racism you know we've had people actually say the n-word and call black people the n-word like straight to their fucking faces before so on on the scale of that end i wouldn't say it's the worst but it was just a very idiotic very insensitive very problematic statement to make during a time when we're really all like banding together in unity to to just fight racism, you know, and to fight this kind of stuff and to get better and to learn better and and to be better. And so it was obviously the worst thing she could have said now and in this climate. And I think that's kind of a big factor in why uh mtv reacted the way that they did i know a lot of people have been talking about the fact that the reaction is so due to the climate and that they've never done this before so i definitely think that that factors in for sure uh but anyways then d follows it up with some really shittier responses in my opinion like i think had she stopped it there and said you know what i'm sorry that was insensitive i was high it was like a bad comment to make it might have been a different outcome for her but she sort of doubled down on everything in a way and she ended up um Carrying on with it, and she made a comment towards Bailey, like, Don't talk to me about BLM, and da 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 da, and just really escalated it. And the thing is, you know, Bailey responded uh, like, I don't know, she's, she, I wouldn't say she was aggressive in her initial response, but she was definitely coming at D, right? She felt offended, she felt attacked. This is like a big, this is her culture that she felt was being attacked, right? And so she obviously spoke up and she was angry, and rightfully so. And instead of, D saying, all right, she has a point. She's allowed to be upset about this. It's a really valid reason to be angry with me. And it's a valid reason for her to um, to come at me that way on Twitter and responding with something like, you know what, you're right, blah, 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 blah. And retreating back then, I, then I do think that the situation could have been handled a lot better. But it just wasn't. And this was, I don't know, just kept going on and on. and And it got messier and messier. But I don't ever think it warranted a lot of the response that it got from mtv and from uh from west i think west's role in this i know a lot of people really liked what west did i actually don't like what west did i thought he was very um formal in his responses i i don't know i just really didn't get a good vibe from his answers i felt like they were written by lawyers and it just all felt very um like a, just a huge PR move on everybody else's side. You know, all, all the sort of official responses from Wes and from MTV felt very much so just like a PR, um, I don't know, PR way of... It was like a statement. You know, they were putting out statements and shit, which just felt so political and it felt yeah. so disingenuous. And I just didn't get a good vibe from that whole thing. Anyways, the, the, the incident ends up with basically everyone on the cast sharing their thoughts. I loved what Big T had to say. I thought it was great. This really got to a point where it took over all of twitter and uh and the solution was mtv firing her live on the spot on twitter i mean they literally put out a statement i don't think they've ever done that before where they've actually fired someone right then and there so that was pretty crazy something that we've never seen before i don't know if that's the solution uh you know i i can't say that i know exactly what the solution is to all of this at all right these are problems that i have not analyzed for years in a sort of research forum so i can't i can't give you guys the solutions i don't know if this is going to help things or not but to me i definitely have an opinion on the fact that they so quickly fired an asian female when they have had so many problematic white males that they have done nothing to and this also continued on after the fact where we now found out that mtv is meeting with Corey to discuss his uh place in mtv with teen mom og and his other his other gigs at mtv and it's like all right they're meeting with Corey, like what because he was a bit annoying online like it's just a bit weird you know and they they took down taylor's special her birthing special that was supposed to happen and the thing is taylor had an entire episode on teen mom Uh, i can't remember what season it was but she had an entire episode about her old tweets and now they're taking down her birthing special you know they're addressing it with
1: with with cheyenne i believe
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the whole yeah. episode storyline was her old tweets and her and Cheyenne and, and coming to this sort of like forgiveness place and uh, showing that she's learned and blah, 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 blah. And they invested all this time in telling that story. And now they are going to take down her special and cut ties with her. It's just so weird. Like, I don't know what's going on. And they're just yeah. So- apparently
1: also um, MTV's meeting with Johnny and Jordan right now. Mm. For, uh, they, they are today.
0: Yeah, they're meeting with Jordan, yeah. and um, and you know Jordan's whole incident with Nia, like Nia's has already spoken on that before. I mean, there's just a lot that's happening now, and I said this the second that they fired D, I told i told zach i was like i don't know if this is a precedent they want to set because now we're about to be rolling the ball in a thousand different directions and how are they going to go about this but i will also say that the uh th- the theme that i proposed last week for an upcoming challenge that nobody was into now seems so fucking fitting this is the oh. time for a fresh <laughs> meat because they're clearing house so you know what let's just <laughs> we're come full circle with that one right there but yeah well, Zach, look, give us look, give us your what thoughts. i
1: proposed last week stands up as well i think <laughs> Uh, it'd be a really good time to get Coral and Durrell on the show. Um, they're, they're probably in demand right now with everything that's going on.
0: It does. Um, both of our themes are fitting.
1: So here's here's where I'm at with all this. Um, first and foremost, I think I speak for both of us when I say that you and I hold zero hate in our heart for any race, any gender, oh, yeah. any group. That is obvious. Yeah. Um, Where you and I have always come from though, is a place of being able to think for ourselves, not going along with mob mentality, um, not trying not to overreact in the moment, recognizing our own biases and all these things. And you and I also both acknowledge the fact that we are watching reality television. I am not trying to watch um, saints on reality television. I'm trying to watch ignorant people who are coming into themselves People who have problems, people who were brought up a different way. And I'm watching all of this and you can just tell, you can tell who's been watching reality TV for a long time and who hasn't. And the people who haven't are the ones who expect these people to be, as you've already said here, unproblematic. And that is something that I want to analyze a little bit because the thing that bothers me, and it's a phrase that I don't use. And if you're scrolling through Twitter, it's all you see. It's problematic, problematic, problematic. So the thing is, if you are calling someone problematic, if you are calling out a cast member for being problematic, you are yourself I am assuming coming from a place of purity, right? You've these people have never been problematic, right? If if if, if someone on Twitter, if gamer on Twitter is saying, and by the way gamer, um I I we've tweeted with gamer a lot. Um but I don't support Anything that gamer is doing with all this, and we'll get into Jemmy and Marie's role in what happened as well. Oh yeah, I don't support support these Stan accounts at all. Um, They are, they are just blistering cancel culture right now onto the forefront. We're gonna we're gonna delve into this a a little bit. And honestly, I've heard that gamer is like in challenge fans, and 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 we don't know who, who gamer is, but. I feel like we might. It might be someone that we've like communicated with in groups before. We just didn't don't know we think are. that so, it was
0: Marie. Like, didn't we think that at one point? Well, people thought Pink Rose was
1: Marie and and, and Gamer uh, and and uh, but so so anyways, here, here's here's my thing. Gamer is calling people on on Twitter and whatever Stan account, whatever account on Twitter, uh, assign uh, assign a name to it. They're calling people problematic. So you so they're saying that they're unproblematic, correct? Gamer has never said anything in their life before that. Um, could be deemed offensive, or somebody could look back at what they said when they were 17 years old on Twitter, which for all I know, they might still be 17 years old. I, I, I don't know. That's what happens when you have faceless, nameless accounts that you take um, that you take some kind of influence from on how to feel and react and what to get offended about and all that. I think this shit is a case-by-case basis. I can't support what Taylor has said in the past. I can't support what Jordan has said in the past. But I do acknowledge readily that these are ignorant people who grew up in a different way. They weren't, ra- like, they, they're just, there are things that they were missing. It doesn't mean that they can't grow yeah. up. It doesn't mean that they can't grow past that. It doesn't mean that they can't become more understanding and tolerant people. And this is something that we have talked about on the show before. Defining what actually makes a person racist versus ignorant. And doing and saying racist things is unacceptable and it should be dealt with in a manner mm. that is, I believe, like like if, if if it's somebody who can be educated on it, educate them, right? Yeah. So tell them be, yeah, like, be, this is this is well, wrong. Be, Let's Because learn then what's this.
0: the point? What's the point of fighting racism if we're not going to be fighting racists in order to make them not racist? Do you know what I mean? Like the goal yeah. is to take people who are doing racist things. And make them not fucking racist, right? To make them understand yes. like what the fuck it and is that the, they're doing what is
1: the best way to do that. If it's somebody who is a ver- who is just a deeply disturbed racist, militant racist individual, you're right. just trying to educate them is is not going to work. But yeah, you're you know, not if gonna educate a Nazi evil
0: right? <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Exactly. like if it's somebody who in their heart is evil, but that that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about ignorant reality stars. We're talking of, we're talking about a very specific class, of celebrity here, right? The one thing that I really don't like about the challenge world right now is that while all of this is going on in the world, while all of the protest is going on in the world and the Black Lives Matter movement, that is intending to create positive change in the world. But in Mm -hmm. the challenge community, nothing is positive right now. This is all negativity, and it's affecting everyone, and it's creating this groupthink this cult of personality and it's it's really scary it's it i, I don't know if you guys have re- have you ever read the novel 1984 are you familiar with this work
0: yeah 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 the what's his name um george orwell yeah orwell so, yeah yeah of course first and form, like, for, for anybody classes. that hasn't
1: i'm sure this is i'm sure i would imagine this is common knowledge i don't watch big brother but that is where the term big bro that is where the term big brother comes from It was invented Mm -hmm. in the novel 1984, Big Brother is always watching you. They have cameras and and surveillance device set up in everyone's home, and they're watching them. That's where the name Big Brother comes from for the show, right? And there's things that happen in this. You know, it's just, it's a whole novel about the way you're supposed to think, the way you're supposed to act, what is right, who you're supposed to, just all of this. And that's what we're seeing in the challenge community. I want to see these things happen and more positivity to come out of it. We're we're literally just taking people and punishing them for things that they said years and years ago and and we don't are we the best judge on whether or not they've learned from those experiences. Well, I think the thing I, is I like we are. We're, the we're per- not in their lives.
0: The perfect example of what you were just saying is like Taylor's tweets were horrible. I don't know if you guys have read Yes, they're, they're bad. I mean, they, they, they were are like really bad. Like they whoa. Like her tweets were fucking bad, right? And and I'm and anyone who would have said those in that time really like you're either racist or literally the stupidest person on the planet right and so from where she came from like it's possible to grow out of that they were so long ago she's had so much life experience since then and i feel like life experience and education is what gets you out of these ignorant mindsets what gets you out of these things like i had friends who'd never met a jew before and they hated jews before they ever met me because they didn't know what they were like they only grew up hearing that jews were horrible jews were greedy jews were evil jews were whatever like i had all these friends when i went to summer programs in oxford and stuff that would come from a lot of the gulf countries and they would be like whoa like I, didn't, I can't believe like a jew is talking to me and being so nice i'm not even kidding like that was literally their fucking reactions like that's just that's literally the level of ignorance there is around the world for so many different cultures and this hate comes from such horrible places and so i feel like we have no idea you know the difference with d and a lot lot of the past ones though is that d said this now and so while i don't yes. think that yeah i don't, I don't want th-
1: to excuse d at all i haven't like, even commented on it i see some people i don't think that
0: i don't think that them firing d is a bad move per se but I don't like how they did it because I don't feel like it was a genuine move on their part. I felt like it was a very knee-jerk reaction. It felt like it was all yes. for, le- for... for uh, They were trying to just completely eliminate themselves from this whole uh, n- narrative online that was going on because they were being called out left, right, and center by Jemmy, by Marie, by all these fans, and they wanted to wash their hands of D and this whole story as quickly as possible. And to me, it felt just... Like a shitty PR move, or not a shitty PR move, but I mean, a decent PR move, but just that's what it was. You know, it didn't feel like it was coming from a we want to change, we're taking a stand, we're making a difference here. And to me, that's where I really have a problem with it. And I also have a problem with the fact that they literally go for D so quickly. Right, because it's so easy for them to eliminate, and this is something that Marlon said, and I and these are I'm reiterating some of his points here, but I it, you know when he said them I just it resonated so well with me. They're so quick to fire an Asian female, a person of color, okay, D, because she's new, she's a POC, right? She's not as much as she's not as loved. But they haven't... They've had so many moments in the past where these guys have done horrible things to women. People have done horribly racist things on the show. Fucking Camilla won Dirty 30. Like, just process that. Yeah. They let her not only stay, but she won. Like, she won that fucking season. Half a million dollars they gave her. And, I mean, that is just out of... To me, that thought and that concept is fucking out of this world, right? So for MTV to now do this whole, th- like... 180 or 360 whatever the fuck it was and and fire d right away it's like well we'll keep the same fucking energy man And now I feel like that's the problem. But then then listen to this. Then I feel like everybody was calling them out on that and saying, keep the same energy. And are you going to do this for all the other people? And now they're reaching out to all the other people. Right. And so to me, that's again, it shows that they're literally just going off of what everybody on Twitter is saying in order to please the mass audience, to not be involved in these stories online, to not be in the controversy. And it's all, again, liability and PR. And I just don't like that. I think that they need to be making these decisions uh i I just yeah i just don't like how they've been doing them now i do agree they should have not called d back but did they have to put out a public statement that they were firing her that they were doing that way no i think what they should have put out was a public statement that they completely stand against racism that 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 you know putting out more information um um, amplifying some of the black voices in the community talking about how they're going to change their show for the future with better representation more people more diversity different cast members you know, and not necessarily editing them in such stereotypical ways. Like, I feel like those are the things they need to be talking about. The real problems that are going on within the network that need addressing, as opposed to just this like band aid, oh, well, we fired her, you know? It's like, it's basically like saying, don't look, you know, we did something good. Look the other way now, right? And I just, oh, it's, it feels so political.
1: I think you summed it up perfectly. There, there's a lot of fault you can assign, first and foremost, to D for, um, Really getting herself in hot water all, all season. We've talked about Dee's behavior on Twitter this whole season. And if you go back and you reread, I mean I don't know why the hell you would want to, but if you go all the way back through Dee's Twitter and you read the the stuff like the the way that she's been acting on Twitter to try and further storylines and try and do all this stuff and mm-hmm. like getting into drama, it paints a really sad Kind of grim picture as it all led up to this incident where she got herself in such hot water saying such stupid, ignorant shit that she got bumped off the show. And by the way, the stuff Mm. that Bailey and Swaggy said, I totally, yo, Swaggy lit. I love Swaggy Man. And for good reason, but one thing that people aren't making a big enough deal about is Swaggy was like, yo, D's a fucking Cokehead. She's like on the phone. Like ripping coke lines, trying to talk to us about storylines. Like you have a problem. And honestly, now, when you look back on it, when you see her the way that she's tweeting, I see it. I see like this paranoid like coke binge yeah. d. And, I mean, and you they, can they see all, like
0: they all fucking do coke, dude. They all do coke. Like there's, I'm sorry, but they, they there's so many of them that do. You uh, go, oh that that's you walk yeah, outside. I'm, not, and I'm look, not
1: saying they they do or don't. All also granted, I'm I I'm I consider like it say that
0: swaggy. I don't think
1: well, I, Well, Wes is... You have to... Like, she's staying in Wes's house or on Wes's property right so apparently there, there were some kind of issues with Wes and his wife like yo, you gotta get D out of here so I can't imagine that if Wes and his wife are like walking into a house and D sitting there with like a big fucking coke pile in front of her <laughs> yeah that's probably gonna be an issue Wes's wife's probably gonna think, like Wes get D the hell out of here um, yeah I think Wes so is a little bit above the age
0: where it. it's like we're not doing coke just right in our coffee table no but I'll say I'll say this yeah. about Swaggy he is the best boyfriend fiance partner ride or die in this world because he will fight for you to the death. You know what I'm saying? Like that guy goes hard for you. He defends and apparently he's awesome in photo shoots, which is really just a super big plus when you have a boyfriend. Um so you know I'm all for Swaggy. I think that what he said was great. And everybody who's shitting on Swaggy for constantly talking about how much money he makes, get over it. I want to talk about that for a second because to me that's a big issue right now. That to me is a rich person thing to say is to say you know, don't talk about money because rich people don't ever want people to talk about money because then people will know how much money they make and that they can achieve that in that kind of way. And more people will be going after that. Right. I feel like it makes more sense to be open about money. If we're going to be open about everything, let's be open about finances, too. You know, and Swaggy is right now launching this thing called Swag Academy. He's doing a YouTube um, and he's putting out a lot of content out there uh, that is going to help people make money, which I think is awesome.
1: Look, I can understand people not being 100% sold that Swaggy's wealth is what he says it is. And, I mean, there is a very long history of reality stars peddling shady shit. So we need to see a little more on that front before I'm like, oh, shit, Swaggy's a, you know, he's a market genius or anything like that. I want to read what Omira said. I'm trying to keep up with the comments, and there's a lot of people watching and a lot of thoughts. And thank you, guys. You know, we're trying to have we're trying to have like a very open, honest discussion mm. and understanding. And we want to create an environment here that is completely different from what we're seeing on challenge social media right now, where you can like you can discuss issues and try and sort them out without this witch hunt shit that is going on. Omira says, to be honest, I feel like people can change. To be honest, we all can change. And I still think Taylor is trash. I do feel she changed. I wouldn't think Cheyenne would support her if she didn't feel that she changed. And that's a great point. I don't watch the show closely, but Taylor and Cheyenne do seem to have a good relationship. And that, look, that is the difference between having Twitter fingers and actually having to deal with shit in real life. That is the difference between being an anonymous mm-hmm. Stan account. An anonymous T account who can say whatever they want and carry out whatever agenda they want, and then actually having to hash out your fucking real life. There's a reason why you guys know what we look like, but nobody knows what Cara Maria Defender looks like. Nobody knows what Gamer looks like. Nobody knows who these people are. Okay, there's a reason for that because they all have agendas too. They're fucking hate mongers. I'm saying that right now. They are hate mongers. They are. Okay. When you have, let's let's talk more about this D situation because one of the biggest. Takeaways I had from the situation, the biggest clown shit I saw were Jemmy and Marie getting involved in this. Okay? Oh my
0: god, I know. The way
1: that Jemmy and Marie stuck their nose into this two weeks after the stuff with Zach and Jenna versus Amanda. Let's talk about that first, because we never touched on it. Okay. Oh, we do- we I didn't what... even. <laughs> I don't support what Zach said about Amanda. I don't support what Amanda said about Zach. Here's the bottom fucking line for anybody that's ever been in a relationship and that anyone that's ever been in a relationship and had people trying to meddle in your relationship's fucking business. That is your business, okay? Zach's not trying to air his dirty laundry online about his fucking relationship. Uh, Je- you know, Zach and Jenna are trying to live their life whether you agree with it or not, okay? So to come in there and to try and to have all these different people trying to comment on someone's relationship and poking someone who is very emotionally unstable. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? And I don't support what Zach says. I don't support people who can't control themselves when they're being attacked. Uh, I I, I do think people should all be able to manage themselves in some way and not be able to say stupid shit like Zach said. But the bottom line is, after all that happened, I thought Jemmy and Marie looked really bad. And Jemmy knew she looked bad, and she started issuing apologies, right? So, Mm. once again, if you're not in a relationship, don't fucking, and you know these people directly, don't air their dirty laundry online. Don't do that. Well, like, I just like, think you it's, don't know what they're dealing with behind the scenes.
0: I just really don't understand the concept of fighting with a real life friend online. Like that never really made sense to me. Like if you have somebody's number, if this is an actual friend of yours, why are you going into a Twitter battle with them? That is so weird. Fucking call yeah. them or FaceTime them. Like be a normal person. You know what I mean? So it makes no sense to me. Jemmy and Marie come out.
1: I, I know exactly what you mean. And and Jemmy comes out of that issue and apologies. I'm sure she was catching shit from other people in, in DMs and whatever. Two weeks pass by, we get into this D incident, and Wes essentially says, yo, I just, I'm going through a lot, like, I have a, I'm very busy right now, I'm seeing what happens, and uh, D, you know, because of what's going on, she's out, I'm dealing with this right now. And for whatever reason, Jemmy and Marie, like, a couple of dumbasses, assume (gasps) Uh... that D is, like, what, they assume it's, like, like, a fucking... John Hughes movie, and that D just got thrown right out the door, and Wes, you know, called her a taxi and just kicked her ass out to the airport during a fucking quarantine when she Literally. lives in Australia. They're just assuming, D- oh, D's out of here. So Marie immediately sees this and like facetimes D and reports back that D was sitting. In, you know, no, the living room of the house. Time, they were sitting out with the Nolan she didn't twins. even
0: FaceTime D. She, like, found out from somebody else, from a reliable source she she calls, that D is still sitting on, on Wes's couch or whatever the fuck. It wasn't yeah. even her. What
1: the fuck? Why do you need to get involved in this? Why do you think that your opinion on this matters? Because you have 200 people who tell you that it does?
0: Yeah. Like, and I'm then, not gonna, I, and then on top of that, Jemmy shit. On top of that, Jemmy then puts out a tweet saying that she doesn't want to get cast on another season. What she wants is to work for the show, to work on the back end. I'm like, dude, you are the most unprofessional fucking human being I've ever seen in my life. If that was one of my employees and that's how they behaved on Twitter, I would never ever want them to work for me. That's a liability. Oh my God. Like that's just a bomb waiting to go off at at any moment. And I am not not one to criticize cast very easily. You guys, I'm absolutely not. But what I've been seeing on Twitter has just been so atrocious. It's like, stop. If this is your friend, if this is someone, you know, in real life, not even just a friend, but someone you actually know, call them. I'm so sick of seeing their interpersonal drama. If you guys want to put on a show for us, fine, but don't do it about real genuine shit. Like, this is something that could have been handled so much better. I just, oh my God, I was just shocked at the whole thing. Like I'm not this-
1: going to air gems' dirty laundry, but I definitely have heard T from live appearances before um, at certain events. All right, so she's, she doesn't have her shit together always like she might try to present, which is one of the points I'm trying to make here. All the people commenting on other people's drama and business are not perfect. And if you're mm-hmm. not perfect then why are you trying to call other people out for being equally not perfect? That is the essence of humanity. Me as a parent, one of the biggest things I am scared about watching this is we're living in a a society where you can't screw up. You can't say something stupid when you're younger and and grow from it you have to be canceled. And is, and you have to be guys outcast. this is not
0: about what D said this is about what all the other people said right because yeah, D said this, it right yeah. now and that's really different we understand Absolutely. That. Yes. We want I want to just make and that clear.
1: So as a parent like you worry what if you don't what if there's something you miss what if you're trying to raise your your mm. I'm trying to raise my son right and what if there's something I miss what if there's something I forget to go over with him or I don't do it right and he he says something stupid because he, he, you know, he just didn't learn right. And then I have to watch him, you know, something happen to him because of that. Because he, we don't live in an age anymore where where, where people can't like peacefully um, confront a, a problem and 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 figure out how to how to grow from it. It's it's a ter- mm. it's a terrifying terrifying thought. It, it really is.
0: I just think there's something that is both positive and both negative about the way that we handle these situations now because you have the positive on one end, which is the fact that the discussions are being had, which is so fucking crucial and people need to be called out. But then the negative is that it's online and so the call are rarely effective because they come from such a large amount of human beings. And I don't know if you guys have ever been confronted in your life with a problem or something that you've done wrong or if you've hurt a friend or whatever, but if it comes from one person, it's a lot easier... Than if it comes from the entire fucking planet, right? And so if you can really impact change on one person's life, you can sit them down, you can speak to them, you can call them out right then and there in person, you can impact more change on their life and how they're gonna how they're gonna live their life from that point on and what they're gonna learn and take away from that conversation than somebody being bombarded oh. online. And I feel like those are the pluses and the and the, and the the minuses of this kind of a situation. So yeah, it's great that we have these opportunities to call people out, but it just is not conducive really to like a learning I, environment in that way. I love
1: what Arlene just said. I, I want to make sure we have this here. Arlene just said you can still hold people accountable for what they say in the past. Like just because wow. you said it 10 years ago doesn't make it disappear. The problem is just automatically canceling folks. I love this yeah. because in a lot of ways, when it comes to fandom of shows, I do the same thing. I take what people say about someone and something that I deem stupid, like if they say this person's great and then we see examples why they're not, I like to hold people accountable for that. And you're right. It's not about canceling. It's wanting to say, hey, this is what you said. Now either stand by it, retract it, or you know, address what you said. Mm. And in, on a much more serious level, on a much more uh, important level, you're right. The things that people say and do in the past, especially at a time like this, it should be brought up in a different way where it says, "Hey, what is this about? Have you grown from this? Why did you do this?" And honestly, I I don't want to I don't want to defend Jordan. He's in hot water right now with all this stuff coming up, but I've seen him talk about this since then. I've seen what he said about you know, I screwed up. I love Naya. She's like my sister. Yeah. I, you know, I, I learned from this. I feel, I feel like he's said that. He's said it on Twitter within the last, like, two weeks. hmm People, and, and Taylor, too. Like, I, I don't, look, I don't give a shit about Taylor. I don't give a shit about Teen Mom, but... She's a, you know, she just had a baby with Corey. They're they're married. They're they're clearly like a more healthy relationship than a lot of other reality relationships. And I'm sure that this is something they confront all the time in their family. Mm. Like, hey, we are we need to be a unified multicultural family. Okay, we we need to build up upon this. And oh my God, you guys. Yeah, just... I just
0: think. I feel, like, mm. I feel like Taylor did exactly what you're talking about, which is that it was addressed. It was addressed in a really great way on the episode. You know, there's a whole episode about this. Like, again, so I feel like I just... This is why I feel like MTV is not acting genuinely. I feel like they're just acting on mob mentality. They're acting on what they're being attacked for. They're sort of... They, they, I mean, they do this even in the fucking challenge, you guys. Like, when we're watching the seasons, right? We all go crazy and riot over a certain format we don't like, and then they flip in the 1,000 direction in the other way and give us the complete opposite of that right and so they're kind of doing that with this now like they weren't handling any of these people stuff and now they're just fucking going after whoever it is where we're attacking on twitter that day like they've they've had how could you possibly have an entire episode dedicated to taylor's old tweets where it's like you know showing that she's learned from it showing that she's grown from it showing that it's been resolved that cheyenne is forgiving her and all of this shit and then call her in and fire her it makes no sense there's no um, there's no lineage there of 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 their steps that they're taking. You know, it's like it, it's just yeah, I feel like they're doing what they think people want them to do in order for them to not lose fans and not what they genuinely need to do. And again, I want to go back to the point that I was making that I think Shane discussed, I think it was Shane that discussed it on his Instagram about how they're they're camouflaging right now from the real issues that are going on at the network you know talking about representation on their shows talking about casting more poc more asians more lgbt members and just getting a higher level of representation of diversity on their fucking shows and talking about that and talking about you know making sure that it's a safe place when they're doing production and that Nobody's going to be subjected to any sort of discrimination while they're on there, whether it be comments from the men to the women or racial comments made while they're filming. Like so much of that stuff happens and they're not addressing that. They're addressing the surface shit that is out there that people are talking about. They're not addressing the deep issues. And that's really Where my issue lies in all of this is that they're doing such a half assed job and making it out to seem like they're being so noble, you know? They're so for the cause. They're so this. No, they're fucking not, man. Step up and do more. Step up and do more. Do what you know you need to do and talk about that shit. That's what I wanna see come out of MTV. Those are the sort of PR statements that I wanna see coming out of there. You know, I want I want maybe their producers to go through an anti discrimination training or something along those lines. I want their casting directors and their casting producers to go through the same sort of training. I want this kind of stuff to be happening inside the network, both at MTV, both at BMP and at Viacom, across all of these fucking shows, and at Bravo too, who is fucking uh, firing everybody left, right, and center. It's like they're doing all of this shit as smoke screens. I've seen it time and time again. My dad worked in marketing for most of my life in advertising. I know all these shticks. i know these games and even wes played into it madly all right i mean he Mm -hmm. literally fed right into their hand with all these stupid ass legal statements that looked like they were literally written by his corporate attorneys i mean honestly it was just i just was not having any of it and maybe that's it and i'm not saying i disagree with them firing d at all like i really don't i really don't i just feel like it's so you know it's just it's just so shallow it's so It's 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 like somebody going. Okay, this is what it is. You know what it is, you guys. Have you seen the fucked up video in LA at one of the protests of this like insta chick? Right, she's going to drill a boarded up wall on Melrose. She just steps out of her car and asks the guy to hand her the drill so she can hold it up and get a fucking photo, right? That's what this whole move feels like. MTV is not actually out there helping the community and doing shit that needs to be done. They're not out there at the protests or helping the shops. They're not doing any of that. They're just holding up the fucking drill and taking a photo for Instagram. And that is just why I dislike it. It's fake. It's bullshit. And I'm calling it. And I'm not going to just like, you know,
1: MTV is so clearly needing to be held accountable for this because they failed to address so many of these issues in the past just in the pet let's say in the past 10 years alone there have been a lot of race related issues and they have failed to properly address them Mm -hmm. so for them to use this time when the magnifying glass is larger than ever to try and do it now is why it is so disingenuous it's why it's so knee-jerk because in reality they shouldn't be going back and and trying to cut you know trying to take all the skeletons from their closet and now just just cover it all up. You know, do right by it now. Here's what they should do. You should have someone from MTV, some high-up executive, or someone from Buta Murray, and they should be on the screen before that episode started, and they should say, hey, we just want to acknowledge that we understand we have made mistakes in the way that we have acknowledged these things in the past. We have not taken this issue seriously enough. This is what the NFL is doing right now. The NFL is now coming out saying we did not properly handle the Colin Kaepernick protests, we we bungled that one. No shit you guys bungled that one. But now they're acknowledging it and they're saying, hey, we want to move forward. MTV should be doing the same thing. They should say, hey, we screwed this up in the past, okay? From this moment forward, we are going to treat this seriously and we are going to properly handle and discuss these matters. We're going to have protocols set in place. We are going to make good on this moving forward forward. It is so stupid. Like you just have to have a starting point. Okay. Mm -hmm. You just have to have this starting point and move forward with it. Don't do the PR thing. Don't like, because if you're caving in to Twitter pressure from faceless idiots who we've already talked about, if you are caving into just the outcry, the outrage of the moment, you are shortchanging your product. And we saw it last night in what is, what has to be one of the worst strangest episodes in the history of the challenge, a hatchet job episode that they had to just, they had to cut apart last minute because of everything that happened with Dean.
0: And it ruined the storyline, man. Season. It ruined the storyline. Yeah.
1: The rest of, like, so we're, so, and it's poetic really because all the people who were called, who were jumping on this outrage and calling for it. Well, we all suffered last night mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. We watched this fucking shit show. It was just weird. Yeah, it, that's the only way to. like was only the lot, only ways I can describe it. It was so weird. There was a lot that it. they
0: didn't. Yeah, they, there was a lot of the deleted clips. By the way, if you haven't seen the deleted, the <clears throat> if you haven't seen the deleted scenes, <laughs> go check those out. We posted them onto our Facebook page. You can see the whole thing also on our Instagram. Um, but, Zach, yeah, I, I, exactly what I was kind of saying by addressing the real issues and releasing what they're going to do to actually improve the network in this kind of way to really be able to stand for the community and to actually do what they need to do to improve um, so much of, of the shit that's going on, right – is is exactly what you're saying like like moving forward what are you gonna do right and that's what i want to see you know moving forward what are they gonna fucking do like mm. i i agree with what
1: michael said too going back to what i said about the about the, the kaepernick protests the nfl fucked up the man's entire life apology so in some ways they did i mean they they fuck they they pretty much blackballed him from the league he, he yep. lost his income but he does stand now i mean nobody looks better now than Colin Kaepernick, somebody who tried to stand for who tried to kneel yeah, for this for his, yeah, several yeah. years ago, who 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 didn't do this because it was the trendy thing. He he told you what was happening and what he was supporting mm. and people couldn't fucking get it and now they do and yeah they should give him a fucking executive job he should be working for the yeah. NFL at this point they, they, should, they, should, and they, and they should give him fucking back pay for everything that they would lost but here's the other thing about the NFL okay did you see what Drew Brees said the, the quarterback for the Saints no. the stupid shit that he said no. so he was talking about how well you know I still defend the flag and all this I don't support the protest so there was all this backlash against him right so stupid. but it was in a different way nobody's saying you should you know Drew Brees should be fired from the fucking league you know what's going to happen he plays a competitive sport people are going to want to crush him. They're going to mm. come out and destroy him. He's a quarterback. They're going to be like, "Fuck you, dude. I'm going to put you in the ground." We're watching the challenge. If you hate Jordan for the things that he said and you don't like you don't believe that he is he is uh genuine when he says that he that he's tried to move past that and become a better more understanding person, he's on a show where you can beat the fuck out of him.
0: Yeah. Do it.
1: You can root against get, him. Get it, you know, what
0: <laughs> that well, that think... is
1: the good thing about this show.
0: The NFL has obviously made some really shitty decisions in their day. Like, I honestly... Very, yeah. I mean, Michael they, they Vick... Have horrible leadership. Michael Vick and everything that he's done, all of the domestic abusers that we've seen that have just maintained their jobs as football players. I mean, really, like, some fucking horrible... I mean, just, the, like, disgusting decisions made by that league. So for them to, like destroy a man's career over kneeling on grass, right? Not even hurting anyone, not even hurting an animal, not even hurting a human, not even any of that. And they destroy him over that, but they've allowed so many horrible, horrible mistakes not just mistakes, but like just—I mean—disgusting. Honestly, disgusting things slide, and then honor those same fucking people afterwards for their accomplishments yeah. or whatever. Like it's gross. So I think, without a doubt, the, the NFL has—they've got issues. Yeah. You know, they're not somebody—they've got crooked leadership. Crooked leadership, but mean, the so does is crooked. But so does MTV, and MTV has made some really fucking shitty decisions in this department, you know. And so it's like they're all kind of doing these apologies, and they're all kind of band aids, like Michael was saying. And I do kind of get that. Um, uh, the good Michael not the evil one. Um, but, but I want to go back to the point that you brought up about them airing the whole episode and then having some sort of, you know, pre- uh, pre-roll that was filmed where uh, the director of BMP or MTV or somebody would speak and address the people and discuss what was going on and what happened. And and I feel like that would have been great, but MTV is just so, they're not, they're clearly not into that. They want to hide behind statements. They want to hide behind all that shit. And so it's obvious that that would never happen on mtv but what was funny is that they couldn't get their shit together organized fast enough that the full episode ended up being uploaded to mtv canada for a number of hours i didn't catch it on mtv canada by the time i logged in it was already taken down but we obviously did see all the deleted scenes uh from which we uploaded so so yeah they they ended up they ended up fucking that up and they they actually had the full episode out there at one point um but we can also go ahead and talk about um de-suing MTV because I wonder what her case is going to be I'm curious to see uh how they're going to go about it you know they're I mean, I'm sure that they're going to argue the fact that they've let so much slide. And I feel like that's kind of a big reason why MTV is now going after all these people in the past as well, because then D's going to have not as great of a case to say that, well, you've let so-and-so do this and stay on. You've let so-and-so do this and stay on. Again, uh, reiterating the thing that I was talking about with liability, I feel like this sort of covers their ass a bit more if they take care of everybody,
1: right? Speaking from strictly a legal standpoint, if D has proper representation, it really would not surprise me if she wins a lawsuit against MTV mm. for all that. Oh, well, she'll probably settle. I, I mean,
0: most l- yeah, yeah. most lawsuits don't oh, even go to court. Absolutely she'll definitely settle. From it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think so.
1: Also, another thing that bothered me, I, I, I need to say this about about, about the Jemmy and Marie thing, is that, you know, was it Jemmy who was posting? Yeah, Jemmy posted a screenshot of, she's like, I sent this to someone on Challenge Production. Yeah. And it's just this fucking white knight <gasps> bullshit about uh, you really need to do something about D. we don't want her to become the next Camilla. Like,
0: fuck that. Dude, it, 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 do like, not act just, like
1: it is your place in this
0: wait but you know what's crazy though zach is that do you remember in her um little wine and uh whatever the fuck youtube video which by the way if you need some help with the production value holler i'll give you some tips uh but that video that she did with trichelle where they talk about camilla and she I vividly remember her saying uh, that she wished she had handled that story a little differently. She wished she had stayed in Camilla's life in order to help educate her mm. and to help her improve and to help get her out of that, as opposed to just sort of blacklisting her. Well then why was she not taking that stance when this happened with D? Why? You know what I mean? Yeah, Like it
1: great fucking point. I mean, I don't know
0: the talk about Queens of hypocrisy, but it's just screamed it to yeah.
1: me. And yeah, we, <laughs> Marie, I, I, I have had to throw some shade at Marie and like Marie has really been Marie comes back on Twitter for like a couple weeks and then she deletes it and comes back Marie was the first cast member to put us on like she was the first one who fucked with us she was the first one that posted our stuff yes. so like I, I love and appreciate Marie but where she's at right now I, I just don't like it I don't like that she's got like a certain amount of stands that that hype up everything that she does like Marie after all this started or after all this went down Marie and Jenny started fighting right so Marie's throwing Jemmy under the bus saying that like jenny gave her all the bad information and that's why she looks bad like no Marie, you look bad too because you jumped in this when you shouldn't have jumped in it and you should have learned this from things that just happened
0: i, so, I also don't think like first of all you guys should know i as much as i did want to talk about this i also didn't want to talk about this because this is not my issues to speak on i'm not a black person in america and i find it almost Um, just so out out of my place to want to chime in on an issue like that so if I had if there was like an argument between a few of my friends going on online yes I want to be a huge ass ally the biggest ally I can possibly fucking be but to me that also means making space for some of the black voices that were on Twitter that were trying to address the things that Dee said and I felt like that was making space for Bailey I felt like that would have been just retweeting what she was saying and amplifying her voices and amplifying Cam's voices and doing things along those lines as opposed to like coming in there and just butting your head and every stupid ass thing that goes down like just just sometimes it's okay to amplify others as opposed to amplifying yourself and so i feel like that to me was also a big issue that i had with it and i think that it drowned out a lot of the things that swaggy and bailey and cam and big t i don't even know if people saw big t's fucking tweets right like like there was so much they 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 took up so much of the center stage in this drama on Twitter that it didn't amplify shit. It just drowned other people's voices out. And so I wasn't, that's a big issue I had. I wasn't a fan of that. And I feel like that ends up happening when you get involved this heavily in this kind of drama. And, you know, I don't know if that's their intention. I'm not saying that they went at this maliciously. Obviously, they were standing up for the right side. They were going at the right cause. They had, you know, in that way. But it's like at one point or another, you have to ask yourselves, do you have to be involved in everything? Like, do you?
1: What? what big t said about d um and, and and the interaction that you had with d on the show is a prime example of someone who is, is um ignorant to certain things and needed to be like properly talked to and say hey like what you just said it, it comes off a certain way it, it, it made me feel uncomfortable all of that. And Big T, the, uh, somebody said it in our comments and I agree. What what Big T said, uh, it was Jennifer. Big T's statement was beautifully written and she mm-hmm. says I, I wish I had reacted differently to it in in the moment so that I could have addressed it with her because I, I do feel that she's you know she's missing something there.
0: Yeah, well, so the thing is it's it's crazy because again, like going back to MTV letting things slide and then having such a harsh reaction to um to D's comments. D D said what I believe is worse in person to big T I forget what the tweet was but I remember yeah. reading it and thinking holy she, she shit said that, it was the insta story yeah D
1: said uh I, I feel like I'm more black than you because you, you didn't know who this uh who this rapper was
0: yeah like no I'm not about that that's like I, that comment was just so and so the thing is production it's ba- yeah, you know, it's they're, bad. it's a horrible look they're mic'd up right production is hearing that and so that's the kind of stuff I want to see yep. MTV address them talk about how they're gonna fucking change the culture the environment the climate inside the actual uh challenge houses and how that kind of stuff is never going to happen again and and you know i think a lot of that got drowned out and it's sad but i think that's the kind of stuff that's more important
1: rebecca um rebecca said d was on a bizarro power trip thinking she was invulnerable definitely a lot of truth in that yeah Dee had a nice contract from mtv she had some money she had a challenge went under her belt i think the last thing we need to discuss about all this is we just interviewed d about a month ago um how do you feel about all of that? <laughs> how do you feel about our interview, how do you feel about D right now? There was a very unfortunate <laughs> screenshot posted in a group that I'm in of a conversation of something I said after our conversation with D because if uh, Shani if you'll remember oh, after our interview with D was over, she stayed on the line and hung out with us uh-huh. for like another half hour just shooting the shit and it was yes. cool. She didn't have to do that. And I, I really enjoyed it. So I remember saying specifically, I was like, yo, D's chill as fuck, or or something like that. And uh, somebody sent me that screenshot. They're like, yo, th- this didn't age very well. She's
0: <laughs>
1: so I I don't
0: know. Yeah, you know, I obviously that didn't age too well, but um, but you know, we all make mistakes. Like I wanna say, I wanna bring up a mistake I made because this is something that I feel like is important to discuss. I clipped it out of the audio. It was a really, really small, very quiet mistake. I'm not sure if people heard, but it was from the D interview. And it's when, uh, somebody asked in the comment, I think you read out the question. So if Rogan is going for Jen, does that mean that he's in, that, 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 that mean that he's into Asian oh. girls, right? And I don't know. If, yeah. That
1: was, that was Michael's question. Yeah, I
0: don't know if people <laughs> heard my reaction, but I said, yeah, really quietly. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I didn't realize how not okay that was to say because the truth is that was feeding into the fetish thing that was feeding into fetishizing, um, race and culture and things like that and so obviously that was not the good comment to make I'm glad Dee didn't hear it in the moment when I was recording that episode I took it out of the audio does that mean that I'm racist no but it was a fucked up thing to say and I definitely should not have said it you know and it really makes me think and a lot of times I'm on the show I'm super high you guys by the time I get here okay like I'll usually have worked out so I'm a bit queasy like I won't have had much to eat and I'll just I chat out my ass most of the time right like we're just chit-chatting about the show we're just back and forth like i don't even know half the shit i said last week i probably will change my mind on uh next week right and but there are moments where i'm reminded that not every topic is is super casual like a reality tv show and some topics actually deserve some thought before i open my fucking mouth on and and i just think that there are times when i don't do that and i need to do that more and that was definitely one of them but i feel like I feel like th- these are things that need to be brought up. Like people need to understand because I know if anybody is actually watching this, that sees us uh, every single week, or that is an actual you know listener of ours, they'll know that I'm not racist. They know I have none of that in my heart, not even for a second. Right. I have no place in my life for that kind of bullshit, but that was obviously a mistake I made. That was obviously kind of, I mean, I would say not even kind of, but that was obviously a racist comment to make fetishizing Asians. Like that is not okay.
1: Well, yeah, and in the environment that we live in right now, if you have a certain amount of spotlight on you, which luckily is a lot more than a spotlight than we have, you yes. <laughs> are getting... It, it's, it's it's a witch hunt. It is a modern-day witch hunt. People are looking through your old social media activity, and they are hunting you the fuck down. So the, I, I don't know what the people who are doing this, I don't know what they get out of it. What is the satisfaction on their end? Because here's the bottom line. Anyone that's been on social media, we talk about different social media platforms all the fucking time. If Mm. you have been, I've been on Facebook since 2005. Okay. And whoever was on MySpace back in the day, whoever was on Zanga before that in the early 2000s, if you go back and you read things that you wrote online over a decade ago, it looks weird. You're like, wait, who is this person? Um, there are things that go in and out of style. There are words that slowly age out of accepted lexicon. And for a while, once the memories tab started popping up on Facebook, me and my friends would always talk about it all the time. We would look at it. We'd be like, Oh shit. Like, look what we wrote in 2006. I'm going to delete that right away. Yeah. Like you, because you grow and you learn and then you, you see what's acceptable now versus what's not then. And you police yourself.
0: Absolutely. I, I, I mean, well, we can, so it's exact, people... I think the easiest example for that and something that I actually wanted to bring up is the R word. I don't know anybody in the yes. world who did not say the R word back in the day. Like that's, that was just a part of our fucking vocabulary. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't even, and it wasn't like we were trying to be offensive to people with disabilities we just we had no idea it was even considered offensive you know it was it was just a word that we used to describe someone being and i really don't want anyone to take this offensively but this is how it was used back in the day it was like if you were being stupid or you were being slow or whatever and it was just like stopping you know the r word just like let's go don't you know or or this is like Absolutely. or if somebody wanted to, yeah. you to do something like a teacher asked you to do something you really didn't want to do and it was like like that's The R word, right? Because you just didn't want to do it. And that's stupid, whatever it is. And so, you know, there's a lot of that. And if you look back at your past, like I for sure have probably said that in a post or something, you know, I I only really learned how offensive that was when I moved back to America after being in Israel. So it's like, there's just so many examples of that. And so many times when I think a lot of people can look back and say that they've done that. And even someone like Bailey, I don't know, you haven't seen her, her big brother season, but she had a moment in that where. I mean, I, I was really, like, the whole... I mean, it was bad on both ends. The N-word was said, but so was the M-word, another word that people like to use for little people, right? Like, that... that She was just saying it left, right, and center and, and using the F-word and, like, really just not... And not fuck, okay? Um, but But, yes. like, there's just been so many of those. And so I feel like if we all look at those and say like okay well we need to learn from that those were inexcusable those weren't things that we need to be doing and we need to be moving forward and you know I actually think that was Dee's biggest mistake is that she just doubled down on her horrible shitty comments like I don't know why she Continue to press the issue and go after Bailey, as opposed to being receptive and learning. Um, you know, Coke kind of makes sense for why that would have been uh, happening. If I had to yeah, guess, yeah, you,
1: you can you can see certain strings of D's tweets. You're like, oh shit, there's the Coke binge tweets right there. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Look, and that's one of the major things I want to get across for this. If you are someone that's taking pleasure right now in going online and trying to quote unquote expose people on TV and people that have any kind of social clout whatsoever, if you want to expose them for shit that they said 10 years ago, you better be fucking perfect too. You better not have said any of that stuff when you were younger and more ignorant because mm-hmm. that makes you a big fat fucking hypocrite. You're just someone that nobody cares about, uh, on, on a, a social level like that, which is why you're not going to get exposed for it. Yeah. But for you, for car Maria defender and for gamer and for J challenge or for ever the fuck else, if whoever, whoever is on Twitter posting and we don't know what you actually look like, who you are, what your real name is, whatever, you better be perfect too. Because I think you're a bunch of fucking hate mongers and I don't like that. I don't like that shit at all. I want, I want peace and positivity to come out of all the changes that are happening right now. And I don't feel that in the challenge community and I don't like it and it affected the fucking show last night. And bottom line is everybody has trigger points. Everybody has words that people say that might offend them, and it might offend them more than than it offends someone else. Maybe because of something that happened in your life or something that you stand for. There's words and actions that have, that trigger different people differently. I'm a pretty easygoing guy, but one thing I don't stand for and I don't like and really bothers me is drunk driving, for example. I think drunk driving is reckless, Shame. stupid. oh my god. I think god. A lot of people have lost loved ones because I've of it. I've fought and people for their keys. I don't, think, I don't think MTV should be casting people on their show that have three motherfucking DUIs. Uh, and that got to go on the show about a month after they got their third one and they had fucking, uh, drugs and alcohol in their that's system.
0: That's some NFL type decision bullshit. Cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't think those people should be allowed on the show. And I definitely don't think those people should be able to slide by and act like they're not some, like they're not an offensive person. And I can talk about this cause I've never driven drunk in my fucking life. I don't even drink. So I'm going to say right now, I think it's stupid. I think it's reckless. I don't stand for it. And that's one of the reasons why I don't like Maddie and I don't like giving Maddie credit. And that's why we're gonna start talking about the show and I'm gonna take off I'm gonna take off my, my casual wear. I'm gonna get take down my into casual. my challenge wear. I'm gonna put my my sweatband on, my headband, and I'm gonna say, Fuck you, Maddie, you fucking flop
0: Yo, I'm really fly, hungry fly, now. Fly. I need some snacks all right yeah floppy flop flop this is a perfect That's segue into this that. whole day. oh but before we close out i do want to again shout out to swaggy's new youtube channel go check it out and i also want you guys to check out his new swag academy where he's teaching people how to do day training i did kind of shit on his day trading a few weeks back and i want to take that back because now i've seen what he does and he actually is a day trader so good job swaggy you should be fucking you're, proud you're buying in. yeah yeah, yeah, I'm buying in. I'm like, swag, so take my money. Let's go, <laughs> let's go. Anyways, <laughs> um, I think we covered a lot of this really in depth. If you guys have more questions, you can drop it down in the comments. We know that you guys have been super active down there. Sorry if we didn't get to uh, address them all, um, but yeah, let's start into the episode. I mean, this was a good episode. It was an hour long. Uh, It was a good episode for one reason. This was a hard... No, 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 shut up. I'm not going to say it was a good episode. This was a good episode for one reason in my eyes, but once we will get there, I will tell you why. Okay? So let's start it off with the post-elimination aftermath. Woo! So classic. This is how we're doing this now uh we come back home from the elimination you got maddie casey fessy swaggy they're all discussing who has red skulls maddie's talking about how she wants to go in this is like seems to be the theme every week where it's like okay somebody just gets their red skull and then now uh people are gonna be talking about who you know who wants to go in and get theirs next um we have josh and nani chatting if you guys caught this i love josh he was wearing a sheet mask oh my god it was absolutely amazing uh, like actually incredible i don't know if nani gave that to him because she's uh, an esthetician or whatever but thanks josh for showing skincare on tv nani's talking about how she wants to go in but she wants to go and via the tribunal because she wants to have the decision obviously that's pretty understandable um you know i don't understand the people who want to go in by the house vote it doesn't make as much sense to me uh okay then we get the daily challenge straight into it and it's called flag down I'm going to go through the rundown. They are strapped to the front of a tank, tearing through the course, trying to grab as many flags as possible. The red flags are worth one point. The white flags are worth ten. They crash into stuff like boxes and other sort of obstacles, and they'll also have explosions along the way, but they have to hold on to their flags. They cannot let them go. They've got a little bag they can stuff them into. Uh, The first man and woman, or the man and woman with the most collected points wins and they become the first two members of the tribunal and then they obviously call somebody else in now let's do that thing where um you tell me if i liked or disliked this challenge
1: Ooh, okay i think that we are going to agree or uh, we're going to disagree Ooh. on where we came out on this challenge i think you liked
0: it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love this challenge you guys this is so my kind of challenge i feel like every time i criticize the challenge i always suggest why don't they just like grab a bunch of flags along the way and whoever collects the most flags wins like that's always my fucking suggestion i'm not sure what it is about having this theme of collecting flags along the way of something but i just think it makes so much sense it makes it simple it makes it organized it gives it a beginning a middle and a fucking end and i just like it you know and on top of that There was explosions, but they actually made sense. The explosions were obstacles in the challenge. It wasn't just like pull a plug and let's light something up. You know, it was like it was to impair their vision. It it had theme and rhythm to it. The challenge did lose me all the way at the end, though, when TJ announced something that really fucked everything up. But we'll talk about that later. Anyways, what did you think about this one?
1: I thought it was so pointless. I
0: loved it. It was like
1: the definition. It was the definition of they wanted the visual. They just wanted the visual no. of people hanging and the fucking What dust are you talking about? It was
0: point? There was It was, there was so, so pointless. much point. You had to grab the flags. It's a capture the flag no, concept. There
1: was so much point. That is awesome. I okay, I love you know what? the flags. I take back everything I said. That that was an awesome counter. There was so much point. You're right. I can't say anything to that.
0: You guys, I just really like when they have to grab fucking flags and challenges. Like, to me, that's just everything. I don't know what it is about that because I, I just feel like there's a goal to it. You know, there's there's rhythm to it. And it's like, yes, capture the flags. Also, it reminds me so much of these old challenges where they just be like in a car and it's like, capture the flags along the side, whatever the fuck it was. Um, and being on a tank is fun. I've been on a few tanks in my life. Super fun. Th- those things are huge, but they're not very fast. So I'm not sure how fast they were going. I don't know if they sped it up. I've never
1: been on a tank in my life. But I have watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You've that's never where, been on a tank in your life? Zach, exactly.
0: you, ha- you need to get onto a tank. How the fuck would I be on a tank? I've been on so many tanks. Like in Why Israel, there's a always a tank. Like you can just climb on them. I love tanks. They're cool. I've got a really good picture of me and my friend on a tank at one of our friend's uh, ceremonies. <laughs> it's actually a good photo. <laughs> um, all right. Damn, that,
1: that's pretty rad, actually. You might have to post that. Yeah,
0: I've got a- Oh, I think, you know what? It's up on my... Insta, on my personal Instagram, did I archive that photo? I'm not sure. It's up on my personal Instagram. Ooh, I'm gonna
1: scroll back and expose all the shit that you that you said uh, on your personal Insta way back in the day. Well, what
0: did I say on my personal Insta? I think. I don't know, but I'm
1: gonna find out. Yo,
0: I'm not even kidding. Like, if you look, I will openly admit I'm actually ashamed of some of my personal um, personal political opinions from maybe three to four years ago. I would say I just really disagree with. So so much of what i said that uh that i just can't believe i even thought that but i genuinely did so i i'm i'm nervous that one day people are gonna be scrolling back like well look what shawnee said and, and it's just like fuck you know you know
1: what without going into it too much i actually think that um i think people who watch or listen to us would be very surprised if they found out like we're if they found out where both of us were because i think we're worse on slightly opposite sides of the political spectrum and I think that people would be really surprised. I don't know, Zach. Like, I've, I've, I've really
0: sort of changed a lot in the past few years. My opinions have really sort of expanded. But I've never really been, as much as I've been passionately able to discuss politics, I've never actually cared as much as it sounded like I cared. Because the truth of the matter is, the way mm-hmm. I see the government is that it is flawed in so many different directions that I feel like politics to me is almost a little bit pointless until we get to the root of the problems of the system and so that's like that's kind of my stance that's it's always been that way but i've fluctuated on my shallower political stances i've always been about people though i will say that i fucking love humans and i I think that's i think
1: that's a really growing yeah, that's a really growing philosophy right now, is it you know, it's a two-party system, it's not working, oh, it's bullshit. you need to figure that I've out. I've been
0: saying that for, like, actually forever. Uh, I've literally been saying that since I was a kid. I was like, why is there only two people we get to choose from? I'll never forget, we did a fake uh, ballot when Bush got elected. I think it was the second time, I can't remember, we were in... I was definitely in, like, second grade or something like that. And we did a fake election at our school where our class got to vote. Bush won because all of our parents were, like, conservative Jews, right? So we just, like, voted how they wanted (laughs) uh, wanted us to. I think it was against Al Gore. Anyways, um... Uh, so, so we ended up like doing a thing and I just will never forget badgering my teacher. I was like, I want another person that I can vote for. I was like, I want another option. I want another option. And I was just so angry Uh, about it. I was like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm a little bit older
1: than you. I'm a little bit older than you. So I can remember something very similar in 1996, the 1996 election where... I think it was the middle child in me. I, I didn't necessarily know anything about politics, but I just remember being like, you know what? Everybody's talking about this Clinton guy. Everybody's talking about this this Bob Dole guy. I like this Ross Perot guy. I'm all about Ross I Perot. Even know who I don't know a fucking thing about him. You don't know who Ross Perot is? He Ross Perot's probably I, I would guess would be in in the modern day, he's probably the most famous third party candidate on, on a presidential bill. I think he probably had the most support. Um, e- even more so than, than even more so than Ralph Nader or Bernie Sanders. The
0: only election where I was really like an adult when I first started being an adult was when, um, what's it called? Uh, it was when Obama was, was running, you know, and I used to actually work mm. at the polls every year. I loved working at the polls. Um, but that was the only one I really can remember, like, uh, or that was the, sorry, that was the first one I really can remember as being an aware adult, like an active. Oh, also you have to remember I was in boarding school for like a number of years in a wilderness. So there might've been an election during that time that I was not aware of because we weren't allowed to have any news or anything like that. So I didn't even know. There was like two to three years. So that's the,
1: uh, yeah, that that's the political uh, part of this guys. Go research Ross Perot and um, <laughs> all right. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, go check it out. So back to this
1: awesome challenge. That you okay, love, so back China. to my
0: favorite challenge ever. I also want to bring up another point about the tribunals before we get into the actual challenge because we were talking about how mtv does like these fucking crazy ass 180s with these concepts right well they did this as well with the tribunal concept but they actually did it more subtly right like this was the one thing that i've actually think that they've improved on they need to eliminate tribunal for sure but they've taken the concept and made it better because the biggest issues from vendettas with tribunal were that everybody was being voted in it was the same people blah 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 there was never like anybody else going in if you won the tribunal advantage for the next one and all this shit and women weren't ever going into the tribunal and so now a lot of the times they're doing the best man the best woman and then they pick somebody else so i feel like they've kind of improved that subtly in that way which is shocking for mtv slight props to them slight zach you probably hate
1: um (laughs) so i'm trying to figure out when i should talk about this i have a i'm gonna put on my challenge conspiracy theorist hat i'm gonna put on my tinfoil hat I think that something fishy happened in this daily. So, what we discovered was that at the end, all the people that were working together in the daily were disqualified.
0: Yeah, it was bullshit. Now,
1: something very interesting happened. Uh, pretty much the point of this episode was to orchestrate a blindside against D and get certain people into power that could make that happen. Two of the primary drivers of this plan were Josh and Johnny Bananas. Mm-hmm. Johnny Bananas being the number one person to make this go. Well, it, if my memory serves me, Josh and Johnny Bananas ran together on this daily. They were on the same hanging right next to each oh, other. Oh, shit. The
0: Let's get this conspiracy so, going.
1: So why Ooh. would Johnny, if Johnny wanted Josh to be in the tribunal, because Josh was going to take him into the tribunal with him, so why would Johnny not try and help Josh by gathering even more flags for him to get Josh to assure that he would have the top male Excellent score?
0: Excellent fucking Is it possibly... Point.
1: Is it possibly because production told him that they were going to disqualify people They who were but helping But they himself? might
0: not even have had to say that to him. They might have just told him, don't help Josh. Trust me. Right? They might have just dropped a line or like maybe, that. Maybe mm-hmm.
1: maybe production came up with the rule last minute to disqualify people so that Josh would That's win. more of what and I Cole was Johnny- thinking. That's
0: kind of more of a production move too. to do. Like, they like to do it after the fact. Um, hmm. But anyways, let's run through this whole thing. Uh, first off, we had Ro... I think we're on to something. <laughs> we are onto something you guys put your fucking hats on all right tinfoil on the head let's go first up we had rogan kyle anisa and maddie kyle kills this rogan ends up giving him all his flags again we all think that that's totally fine to do why because they've been doing it non-stop this whole season and now all of a sudden it's a fucking issue it's so stupid uh then we get um uh, uh bananas josh melissa and casey Josh ends up smashing this. He talks about how uh, Bananas is mad that he won. I'm expecting him to get a lot of hate for that comment because fans are boring. Uh, Then we have Melissa and Casey. They ended up looking like they were loving this the whole time. They were having so much fun. It actually looked like they were chatting up there the entire time. Third up, we had Fessy Nelson, Jenny, and Nani. Jenny really wants to win Target D, but she ends up uh, giving up halfway. I'm assuming she just wasn't collecting enough at the beginning, so she starts handing all of her flags to Nani. Uh, Nelson. we got to talk about Nelson's confessionals. The graphics... Were absolutely mm-hmm. epic. They mm-hmm. put him in a car with Fessy in the sidecar. They had him like a Superman going through this digital background. It looked like the digital background for Zoom. It was so fucking funny. Honestly, I feel like they used the Zoom <laughs> digital background. They're like, here, we've been using this for our office meetings when discussing stupid PR statements. Why don't we also use it for Nelson in the background of this edit? It was so fucking funny, um, and. Uh, and everybody seemed to be talking about how they were a superhero, which I thought was hilarious. Then last up was Swaggy Corey D and Bailey. Now D and Bailey end up having a huge heated fight up there and back down. Uh, after the challenge is over, but they fucking edited it all out. Like, come on, they edited this whole thing out. It was so stupid, in my opinion. I. I think I think Bailey takes the game a little bit too seriously. She's really there for the money. She's really there to win, which, listen, I get. I actually do understand that. But she was getting upset that people take the game for fun and that they're there, like, laughing and making jokes about it all. And I feel like, to some extent, if you're going to go on those kind of shows where people are nuts, you got to also be there for the good time. Because if you're only there to win and you take it so seriously, you're going to end up being unhappy, which she's saying that she is. You know, she's saying it's not fun for her in this way. So... Uh, hopefully when she comes back, because I'm sure she will come back, that she'll come back with a more like, let's fuck shit up and have a good time attitude and, and maybe she'll enjoy it more. Uh, anyways, that whole fight happened. You should check out the deleted scenes. Please watch them. Cause it's a pretty fucking crazy ass fight. D looks. Greg says they should have been sent home
1: for hitting each other.
0: Hmm. No, not during, a, it not during a daily challenge. They didn't hit each it. other after, you know, it's during, a, I'm. I think during a challenge, like You can't really not expect that when you're putting them so close together and it's like fight for the flags. You know what I mean? Uh, So TJ announces at the end, like we said, that everybody that worked together is disqualified, which includes Kyle, Rogan, Nani, Jenny, Fessy, and Nelson. Now, this is the part that really ruined this whole challenge for me because bullshit, like the fuck is that? They didn't say anything about it before. I'm curious to hear from any of the cast members if they had run uh run through that when they were talking to production about the game rules, because I'm assuming not. Otherwise, so many people would not have cheated, yeah, right? I don't
1: think they did. Nope.
0: Yep. Fucking stupid. So, so stupid. The top two guys who didn't quote unquote cheat were Corey and Josh. The winner ends up being Josh. He's so lanky. He did well. Nobody will put a respect on his name, though, still, because everybody is out to get him because he's emotional. You guys suck. Uh, Top two girls. Can you imagine Zach
1: Cooper? Zach Cooper in that moment (laughs) when they're like, all right, the top two guys were Corey (laughs) and Josh. And the winner is, you know, Zach Cooper was just like,
0: come on, Corey. Come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't Corey. Listen, Zach Cooper was probably eating his (laughs) sorrows after that, you know?
1: By the way, I do need I do need to say and I promoted it on his page. Once again, if you have not joined Zach Cooper's page, it is actually fucking legit. It's called challenge eliminations fin uh it's called like challenges, eliminations and finals. Or, or, or I something really like don't that. think I'm a part just, of it. I kept through.
0: looking for it and I don't think I was there. Can you please add me? Just go through and make sure I'm in it?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I'll add a bunch of people. Thanks. He, yeah, he just he literally posts clips of like season by season. He's going through dailies, he's going through eliminations and finals. It's pretty dope. So just saying. Yeah,
0: yeah Fabi makes a hilarious comment. Bailey complaining about D being too confrontational. Like, that's actually so funny because Bailey's fairly (laughs) confrontational on these shows, at least from what we've seen so far. Although I don't think Bailey's that confrontational in real life because I spoke to her on Instagram very briefly in a comment section. She posted a photo of her new dog, which they bought. And as, if you guys know me, or if you guys have me on Facebook, you should just go look at my Facebook feed. Like, you'll think that the only thing I ever do in my world is look at dogs and help dogs. Because I'm obsessed with dogs, you know? Cook
1: and look at all, dogs. All I, I
0: love dogs so much, you guys. And if I see a dog's thing on my feed, like, I don't even share all of the dogs up for adoption on my feed. Sometimes I'll just bump them. But sometimes I feel like I just can't. I can't scroll through and not do anything. I can't not, you know? Like, all it takes is one share, and I can possibly help this animal. So why not, right? So anyways, I was scrolling through, and... I was just kind of like scrolling through Instagram, saw the post about her dog. So I commented, adopt, don't shop with like a crying face. And I really didn't mean for it to be judgmental. But I just want people to know, like, you're not going to buy a dog and I'm not going to say anything. Anyways, Bay responded pretty well. She was like, you know, we had she had a thing. She sort of came at me slightly at the beginning, like, don't be judgmental. I need to get a hypoallergenic dog. Da-da-da. There was none left at the shelters, which I figured she needed a hypoallergenic dog. But there are hypoallergenic dogs left at the shelters. There's tons. I see them all the time. I look at the list of the dogs that are at most of the SoCal shelters at least once a week. So I know what's available and what's out there. Um, but we had a good exchange. I told her to reach out to me if she's looking for another dog. So she seems like she can be de-escalated, but it feels...
1: You did it wrong.
0: Whoa. What, how did I do it wrong?
1: Because what you should have done was you should have continued to antagonize her. You should have been like, you know, shut up. You're you're a jerk. You're an asshole. And then when she blocked you, you should have oh, gone oh, to God, Channel and I should have Fans posted and posted it. it. <laughs> yeah, you should have been like, Psh, look at Bailey. What a loser. I was talking to her very innocently <laughs> and she blocked me. Like, get a life. Um, and then everyone would have commented and be like, whoa, Bailey sucks. <laughs> Because
0: that's what this fandom does. Uh, Oh my god, Zach! Yeah. Anyways, we listen. We don't like mo. (laughs) (laughs) We don't like the fandom, but we love our fans. That has to be fucking pointed out. All right, you guys. We love you, all you motherfuckers. You top fans. I love like eighty-five percent
1: of our fans. I want
0: to read out our top fans at the end of the episode. Shout you guys all out. Because honestly, there's a mad list and it's beautiful. Um, okay, so anyways, top two girls is Maddie and Melissa. The winner ends up being Melissa. Yay, girl. We love you, Melissa. We love
1: you. Pregnant, winning. Let's Pregnant, go. Pregnant,
0: hanging off the side of a tank and just killing it. Absolutely killing it. Uh, the tribunal calls in bananas to join them. Now, why would Melissa pick... Like, I feel like Melissa... ha, ha- the, she thought way too highly of bananas than she needed to. I feel like what she should have done was called in Kyle. And she should have absolutely insisted that Kyle be the one that be called in because Kyle is her bestie. And Kyle's going to do what's best for her for sure in that position over someone like bananas. And it's a girls' elimination day. So she could have told Josh, well, I want it to be my person because it's a girls' elimination day. I want Kyle. And I think it would have been fine. Yeah.
1: Melissa got fucking worked. So hard. I mean, yeah, she had to have had some kind of like established alliance with Johnny or Josh. And granted, this is where this is where things get so muddy because everyone on the show at this point has an alliance with with everyone.
0: everyone.
1: You know, so it's and that's why it's so funny that Nelson got called out a couple weeks ago because clearly <laughs> there's so many people on the show right now who have alliances with. You know, like, 85% of the cast. First, like, D and Melissa all of a sudden have this close alliance. We didn't hear anything about D and Melissa for weeks. Yeah. This is the first we've heard about them being friends and having this tight alliance. So you see where these things are popping up, and we, we don't even see half of them. Their storyline um,
0: was so great in the deleted scenes. Melissa was awesome throughout the whole deleted scenes. Like, it was funny to watch her reacting to a lot of the shit that was going down. You guys got to check that out.
1: Um, oh, you know what? Great... Great point here. I'm gonna I'm gonna play off of what Fabi just said. We forgot Melissa and Johnny have been aligned since their super, super memorable, awesome appearance on one of the most grueling, brutal finals in challenge history on <gasps> vendetta's when they uh... played blackjack dealers. <laughs> oh yeah. Guys. For anybody that says that modern finals are the hardest, just remember. Excuse that there me, a you final. said that
0: on one of the groups recently. Zach said that he doesn't like anything before oh, Rivals. Probably, like he's yeah, he's like he's all about Rivals, rivals too. Anything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anything. I was hacked. I think.
0: <laughs> Were you hacked?
1: Honestly, I think somebody Zach hacked got my hacked.
0: Hacked. uh Yeah. No. Listen. Yeah, <laughs> Melissa and Melissa and Bananas have been aligned for a while. I know that for sure. But.
1: Blackjack, Blackjack Alliance, baby. But wouldn't baby. you want
0: to have, <laughs> Blackjack Alliance, wouldn't you want to have, like, your guaranteed Biff as opposed to, like, someone who you kind of think will have your back, but, like, you're still not 100% sure. I mean, you gotta be. Yeah, she got kind of worked. Yeah.
1: I won't, kind of, she clearly got worked. She in got like, worked. They hard. took her for a ride.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> they
1: begged her. She let him yes. do everything, and she got screwed over in the end.
0: But I you know Melissa's not the type where it's like screw her over and she let her she let you walk all over her again. She's about to fuck shit up and I'm excited for that. I am excited for that. Oh, I,
1: this is why I love her. This is why we have stand Mel Reeves since Vendettas.
0: Yes, okay? baby.
1: I have, I go all the way back. This is another reason I hate Jemmy. You remember when Melissa and Cam were about to fight? I'll never forget this. When Melissa and Cam were about to fight and Melissa was like Melissa was she was bucking at Cam and I wanted to see that fight because I'm not convinced that, that Melissa couldn't have won that fight. All right? We've never actually seen Cam fight anyone. I just want to put that out there. I feel like Cam is right? a really but nice I, I will person. Never forget.
0: I don't know if she could fight someone that way. I mean, I think maybe she could, but... Yeah, like,
1: Melissa look. Yeah, Melissa looks like she could throw down. Like, right?
0: physically, uh, Cam has so, the strength. Well, we,
1: we've seen her. We've seen her do it. Like, we've seen Melissa get in a brutal confrontation with, with Sylvia. Ooh, that was pretty much a fight. That was a hot-ass fight. But anyways, oh I will God. never forgive Jemmy for getting involved in that situation and Jemmy's yelling out to Melissa, Cam will fuck you up. Stop it. Cam's gonna fuck you up. Like, dude, shut the fuck up, Jenny. Are you serious? We never seen her fight anyone. You know what Jemmy stereotyping. You know
0: what job Jemmy needs to do is the hype woman at the bot mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs? You know, those people on the stage and the audience, like the people with the mics, they just run around getting into everybody's fucking faces, just yelling, hyping everything up. That's what... She would be good at that job, Mm. you guys. She would be fucking bomb at that. That's like (laughs) Jemmy's specialty right there. She'd actually kill that job. Marie would be a great shock girl to accompany her too.
1: I want to... I want to delve into that so people don't take that as a as a strange comment. Do you think by saying, like, you know, never seeing Cam fight before, never seeing Melissa fight before, do you think Jemmy was stereotyping Cam by saying, you know, she will fuck you up, Melissa? I think that's a well, little I weird, Well, I don't know right? if she
0: was stereotyping her because of race or because of size, just because Cam is, like, much thicker than... Ma- like Melissa, yeah, is I, like, I think this is more
1: of a height truth. I feel matter. like it's
0: yeah. Well, height and also just thickness. Like Melissa is is one of those like 115, 110 hundred ten pound type chicks. You know, like they're they're small people. Like they're not yeah. they're not.
1: Yeah, and Cam's not actually that tall as as the challenge height truth. No, but I think somebody so. would say that but like Melissa's if I was in front too. of
0: Melissa too. You know what I mean? Like just just a lot more dominating in in strength in that way. But I feel like Cam is a much nicer person in nature than Melissa is. Like Melissa is is aggressive man i don't mean not nice i mean just um like gentle is probably the better word right i feel like kim is much more gentle than melissa is melissa seems like she'll claw your fucking eyes out man like holy shit
1: yeah, we're going to see but she some did, of that. She we're clawed that at week. Sylvia.
0: She was going... She was dirty in that fight. She was elbowing her. Holy shit. That was bad.
1: Man, I, I want to watch that shit again. That's that's one of the best... That's one of the best eliminations ever.
0: In terms of hand-on-hand combat female eliminations, that was beautiful. That was a good one. Like, they they both had so much heart I've in that.
1: I got that man. in my... Ooh. I've got that in my top ten eliminations all time. Non-gender. Wow. Top ten eliminations wow. ever. That elimination Ooh. is so awesome. And it doesn't get talked about enough. And I, you know, I see Derek. Dude, Derek posts his elimination with Joss on his Twitter like once a week. <laughs> I'm like, shit. Somebody needs to start posting the Sylvia Melissa elimination once a week. That was some real shit. Melissa's like Melissa straight up, like, punches her in the stomach at one point. Yeah,
0: that was... It's great. Could you imagine <laughs> Melissa doing that? Pregnant? That elimination? Ooh. Oh, God. That'd be... That'd be, <laughs> that'd be so fucking nuts.
1: She might win. She might still that win. That would have been wild. She, or, or she might win this time.
0: Yeah, maybe the baby will give her super strength. Um, okay, so let's go into... Uh, let's go into the post-challenge scramble. So we get back to the house. And everybody's trying to figure out who wants to go in. Maddie's talking about how she wants to go in. That's the general consensus. Maddie's going to go in. Melissa's really annoyed with Kyle, though, because she doesn't want him to vote in Maddie and just go along with what everybody else said because Melissa wants to go in, but she wants to go in against someone who's essentially more her size. Um, Then nominations roll around. Anissa starts it off, asks if anybody wants to go in. You know, everybody needs a Red Skull, blah, 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 blah. Maddie says she wants to go in. She nominates herself. She puts her name up on the board. No one really contests it. Pretty fucking boring little situation that went on there. Uh, Then we go into...
1: I think you mean the new Laurel. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Then we go into...
0: Said she she wanted to go Then we go (laughs) into the night out. I would like to again say fuck you to MTV for continuously showing us partying scenes. It is so unnecessary to rub it into our faces like this. Uh, it's rude, it's uncalled for, and honestly, I'm, I'm over it. Like, I'm over it. If you're not going to throw us a virtual party, you're called music television. And you haven't streamed a single DJ set, a single fucking performance, a single concert. Where is your music content while everybody is struggling right now, craving a night out? Why are you showing us nights out on TV you're, and you're not providing us quarantine nights in. I mean, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's a music TV for shit. For shit.
1: I can't say it enough. The, the most influential, like, culture-defining, uh, nostalgia-inspiring network of my entire lifetime is MTV. And it is fucking insane to to think about how different the network is now to, to what it was. And yeah. if you guys didn't experience that, you'll, you'll really never know. You'll never know what it was like to grow up in but that environment. It was really fucking awesome. Bring back awesome.
0: TRL. Why do we have to watch Ridiculousness all the time? Like, this is bullshit. Yeah, I agree. It's absolute bullshit. <laughs> okay, so then we've got the Tribunal chat at the night out. They've got, like, a little table. They're all sort of talking. Melissa, you know, if it's something she's confident in, she wants to go in. But at the end of the day, she really uh, would rather send in Bailey because I don't think she feels so good going up against Maddie. Um, then we get to the tribunal. They end up picking Bailey, Nani, and D. You know, this was like a they were, they were sort of slow rolling Melissa here. They're like, well, we'll just put her in. We just want to talk to her. Just give us the opportunity to put her in. I mean, it was like, my God, glaringly obvious it was going to happen. She definitely shouldn't have agreed to that. Um, and it uh, ends up biting Melissa in the ass, but they end up picking Bailey, Nani, and D. Bananas and Joss literally forced Ma- Melissa to pick D. Like, this was not a good look, I think, in my opinion, because this is, like, a girl's elimination day. She should have had a more choice here. Just, I don't know. I wasn't pleased with it. I feel like what Melissa should have done would have either been to pick Kyle to go into the tribunal with her or, like, another girl who already has uh, a red skull that she trusts to go in with her. I'm not sure if she's got one of those. Um, Mm -hmm. anyways, Nani goes in there says that, well, this was actually really weird. I don't know if you noticed this, but basically Nani, they all told Nani, like, you're bad at this, so don't go in. They were like, don't risk it. They're like, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want this, you don't want this heat. You don't want Maddie. (laughs) It was just crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, Maddie is so, Maddie was really getting the, the nice, she was getting the CT treatment in this episode. Like, whew. You don't want to go against this girl. Did you guys see her in that elimination where she took out those two girls that weighed 75 pounds collectively? That was an elimination. Let me tell you. You don't want to mess with this uh, flop. Crazy. Uh, Reputation, is it's a hell of a thing.
0: Listen, Zach has it out for Maddie. We all know this. It's very apparent. I'm mm-hmm. th- pretty sure he puts his headband on just so he can shit on Maddie. That's just like his vibe. You know what I'm saying?
1: I, I have it out when when I Do peg you, you I? like when I peg you as something yeah. and then I'm right, you're but done. I
0: mean, I okay. feel like we have
1: when I suspect a flop and you're a flop, you're over. Maddie is over party. Yeah. Maddie right, didn't do Maddie didn't
0: do so well. Yeah, Michael is over party's been trending on our comment section all night. The other Michael, <laughs> the good Michael,'s been on fire. I'd like to just mention his comment. I am having cabin fever. I am dying to go party. Um, you know, I would be saving geckos outside of a nightclub if I could, instead of outside of my house. But this is just the way that the world works. Mm. Follow me on Instagram at Shawnee Suisa and go watch my gecko, uh, my gecko day. It was really fun. My safari is amazing. I live in a safari. If you guys don't know, it's pretty awesome. So I just go outside. I've got all these animals. They're always wandering around. Um, geckos, bees, turtles. Corey,
1: I want to, I want to clarify this. I was unspoiled about Maddie. I have seen some spoilers for this season. I did not know what happened to Maggie season. Oh, this I don't think season. I did either. So I was extra, I was extra, extra, extra happy to see this happen. It, it's, it, it was just another thing that I was right about. I tried to tell oh y'all. Oh,
0: God, Zax. I mean, his intuition is just so incredible. My goodness. Okay, so, uh, so. Sh- that. Shut up. Uh, Bailey goes in there. She's like, yeah, I'm cool going in whatever it's all gonna be good so she's obviously willing to go in doesn't necessarily maybe want to per se but she knows it's probably likely gonna be her d goes in there pissed off Woo! she was mad d was mad
1: we didn't see it you gotta watch the deleted scenes we, we, we got the uh the frankenstein we got the abridgment
0: and if you guys have ever seen friends you'll know what that word means uh we we got the abridgment and honestly i i mean i couldn't believe they didn't show this fucking scene it was so good like that that was a fun scene a fun fight to show because i feel like it showed this sort of aggressive side of d and it also showed this side of josh that i feel like people would have liked to have seen right i don't i don't know if josh would have gotten backlash from that i think he would have gotten support from that and I, I mean, I'll take anything to give Josh some support, whatever. Go watch the deleted scenes. It was pretty uh, spicy in there.
1: Yeah. I agree with what what Rebecca says. The deleted scenes were really important. They def- God, we have had, this has been such a tame season. I have talked about it the entire season. It's just, it's been so tame. There's been no drama. There's been no juice. And we finally get an episode where that's exactly what we're going to get. Johnny hyped it up on his Challenge Mania interview. He's like, yo, this episode, some serious shit goes down. And then the next day, some real serious shit went down with Dee, and she got kicked off the season, or she got kicked off MTV, and then they had to go in... They had to call some editor probably at you know two in the morning like yo you need to fucking edit this shit right now we're cutting twenty one minutes off the show. Bro, I feel get that
0: guy's pain. I feel and him pain. Is, I feel his pain. This is what we got. This is the shit I get. Uh,
1: I, I bet. This is you the do. shit I get
0: called out for work three a.m. <laughs> yeah. We have to post this. We got to clip this out. No, da It's just like shut up, shut up. Yeah,
1: like who. Would we have all really been, after watching the deleted scenes and seeing that, you know, Dee doesn't necessarily come away looking great in this episode by any means. No, what do you mean?
0: The deleted scenes make her look like shit. I don't know why they didn't air it. So weird. Yeah, like,
1: would we have been offended... To watch this as a full product? Yeah, but they
0: lied, Zach. They lied because they Come specifically on. said in their little statement that they were going to air the season as planned. And did they air the season as You're planned, right. you guys? Mm-hmm. No. Why? Nope. Because their statements are full of fucking bullshit. Like I was saying, PR, PR, PR. PR. I want to address Omira's comments in the comments section. I did not. I was just invited very sort of peripheral member of the crew, so it wasn't really on me. But if you want to go shit on someone, go shit on Nelson. Um, he definitely, whatever he said O'Mara, to you, Omira, you know, I, yeah.
1: I O'Mara, I would also like to issue a statement on that trip. Definitely some questionable, possibly fake people on that trip.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> some questionable and possibly wink? fake yeah, definitely some fake ones for sure. Ooh, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so uh we got we got the uh we got this part of the deleted scene. Josh was saying to D like I see how fucking shady you can be, like I want I want to go after you and D was specifying that like she's really mad at Josh in particular. Um I don't know. It was like uh, that shit was mad. Uh go watch it. You'll want to see it. Then we got Purgatory. They're walking into purgatory. He goes pretty straight in. Obviously, we only have an hour, so they had to jam this in. Melissa gets Melissa votes in Bailey. Then we go to bananas. This is where I knew some shit was about to go down because they were all like, ooh, bananas! Ah, bananas!" And he asks Rogan, which was a really crazy way to go about this whole thing. He goes, Rogan. Can I have this your blessing? Can I have your blessing so to throw in D? Now I don't know why you didn't like this because I thought this was good drama. Like this was this was some good shirt here.
1: No, I was pissed that I, we didn't get the real deal. Like you have to. Like I was watching. I was watching this shit last yes. night. And the whole time I'm I'm just dumbfounded because I could just picture everything that was being we, cut out. And I'm like, God, this would be gold. We right lose now. out
0: also on the hookup that they had. We lose out on um on them talking at the beginning, Rogan and Dee, like them chatting about Wes and how um Dee mentions that Wes and her are always scheming and now she doesn't have that buddy here to scheme with. And Rogan's like, hmm, you know, suspect as fuck. So, anyways, we miss a lot of this shit that leads up to it rogan responds to bananas right in the purgatory and he just says yeah so bananas is like rogan can i have your blessing to throw d in and his literal response was yeah and then d turns to him and goes what and i mean this shit was nuts and then we get a whole bunch of fights that happened in the actual deleted scenes we see d kicking off she gets really upset she sort of rips off her jacket um, because Josh at that point makes some ludicrous statement like, oh, this person, whatever the fuck votes in D. Then D walks down and Melissa's fuming at them at both of them. I mean, she's really upset. She feels like she got portrayed, you know, big time here. And I understand where she's coming from. But I feel like this is kind of the sort of same newbie syndrome that we're seeing from jenny when jenny was upset with d it's like they don't realize how easily people will betray each other in the challenge house they take it more personally and it makes sense like i it makes sense i mean i would take it more personally you know when we played virtual season at the beginning too and then you just sort of get over it you realize it's all really a game you know you don't have the same sort of mindset so melissa's pretty upset here she's also pregnant i don't know how that affects hormones like i get hormonal and I'm not even pregnant so I you know
1: yo the the more these episodes go on and the more you see Mm. her you're just like wow this is a pregnant woman it's it's I, I don't mean that in a body way no, 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 way she posted it, it, like, about it too. You can literally see it yeah, in her yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. She posts. She posted yeah, like her chin. Yeah, you can. She posted
0: see a series it. of her chins, like of her of her chins growing. There was
1: one so confessional fun. where it had to be. Yeah, it had to be like filmed after the season. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow. She's yeah. She's like five months pregnant. No, I
0: don't think it was filmed after. Like she genuinely, um, she genuinely was shocked watching the season back because she's like, oh my god, I can see my face just blowing up as the episodes go. My chin keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's so funny. <laughs> uh,
1: Greg, ooh, I like what Greg said. Um, Greg says that Sarah, Sarah Rice, made a good point on Patreon. MTV is being run by a bunch of 19-year-old interns now, so the stupidity shouldn't shouldn't be too shocking. And honestly, like, I would totally believe that if you told me, ooh, hey, yeah. MTV just delegates all their work to 19-year-old interns, it would make the most sense in the world. Yeah, it's a good because business the model. Clueless way, <laughs> yeah, the clueless way, the tone deaf way in which they present some of these things and their actions or inactions or allowing a pregnant woman to come on their their reality competition show like how, just these things
0: how could they not it, catch that it wouldn't how surprise could me they not all. fucking catch that it's just wild the whole thing is just wild <laughs> um all right so then we go into Also, it's not a bunch. I mean, listen, I also know some friends who produce a lot of these kinds of shows. Like some of them are older and wiser, but I think the social media team is very young. Always. Social media team is always young anywhere. They're always fucking kids. Okay, the elimination is called Tunnel Vision. There's these two giant like plexiglass tunnel things right in the middle of the fucking purgatory. To begin, they start on one end of the tunnel and slam the door shut. So this thing has a door at the top, like the whole roof is a door, and they literally close it on them. I would die doing this. The only way to get out of this is to <laughs> dig from one end to the other. The first person to escape their tunnel and ring the bell wins. Honestly, like the fuck? This looks so intense. I hate being in such closed spaces like that. Oh, Like, that's too much for me. I wouldn't be able to do that. That's too much. Mm.
1: Is this where we got the musical cue of the night? We got to talk about the what music. Well,
0: you talk about it. I don't even know what the music was tonight.
1: It was definitely during this scene I think it was during the elimination uh one of my favorite bands of all time the Cardigans uh, I loved hearing this my favorite game off of the Gran Turismo album from 1998 I believe um I, this this gave me this gave me a total oh, kick that's such a 90s band Well the the song's called My Favorite Game that's got it um, I thought you meant
0: like the game
1: one of one of my favorite '90s bands, though some of my favorite work of theirs came out after the '90s. Uh, it's a band that they're they're a Swedish band, um, so, and they they crossed over. They had success here, but they they haven't played here in like two decades, like like a 15 years at this point. And they haven't played in the United States. They'll play in Europe occasionally. So it's like, damn. I want to see this band, Johnny. I know you love this part of the show, and I'm just like God. I want to see them live. No, the I love music, so bad, you guys. Music only- is so cool. The, like the I'm only so way, cute. the only way I'd be able to see them live is if I flew to like Jakarta or something. So wait, this is the
0: rock thing. This is like Texas, right? Longhorns.
1: Oh yeah, and they played E.I. Corey, I forgot about yeah. Well, it's. The, the rock and roll devil horns or the the texas longhorns okay
0: nelly i um, do know yeah
1: they, they definitely they definitely played e.i by nelly, nelly. I, I do I know that's my generation
0: that. right there i used to go to school with band-aid on my face too like i had that whole vibe did you guys ever do that did you ever do that did you ever wear so... band in on your face i always did that
1: <laughs> no the people were people were doing I did that. that i did yeah, that yeah, all, all the time my, uh, i was one of those kids i that. kept
0: like i kept like um <laughs> um not ace bandages that little like small like band-aid tape and i would just i just put it on when it fall off i'd put it back on i think there was like there's a good few weeks where i did that every day um yeah early makes a good comment there is a disadvantage being tall what are you gonna say about that zach because i know you hate maddie but like i mean there is a disadvantage clearly she's way fucking bigger in that tiny little tunnel
1: i i didn't i didn't see the disadvantage i i felt like she had oh come on size and strength she had more size and strength to move that what? stuff around. She could have. She had. She had the size advantage to stretch out further. Like your brain she works flat. better
0: than that. Come on, you didn't see the disadvantage. You didn't People see love it. Were oh, you watching it like for... this?
1: <laughs> it's like this is such a. Uh, this is such a. Okay, would Laurel have lost that elimination? Mm-mm. Come on now, people. We know that she wouldn't have lost that elimination. It's a good question. There are certain know. people who are uh lied about for being taller than they really are that people love making excuses I'll, for. One is Chris Tamborello, the other is Maddie Floppy. All agree
0: Laurel would have obviously done better. I don't know if she would have won. Who the fuck knows? Right. But Laurel is also like an animal in competition. I'm not saying Maddie is Laurel, but I'm not saying she's as horrible as like Tyree. You know what I mean? And I feel like you're saying she's even worse than Tyree. Look,
1: if, if you got it, if you got it, you got it. You know, you you, you can you're going to fight like Maddie just kind of laid there and died. The the, the new Laurel, uh, she flopped. My girl, Jomara, <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about flopped uh and you guys you got to give it up to me i've been calling this oh i've been calling this since her first she's claustrophobic but she
0: said that she's claustrophobic and apparently she talked about it on uh rogan's live like i get that i really get that i get that i get that i do
1: (laughs) well that's uh look there's not much room for the maddie stands to to talk right now and and i am uh
0: now, do you, do you think Melissa would have done well in this? Because I do as well. And I, I Rebecca says yes, that she does. Yes, I do.
1: I I, I think Melissa do. would
0: have actually crushed this. This, to me, feels like a very good elimination for Melissa because she's scrappy and she's like a constant fighter. You know, she would not give up in that kind of a setting. She would just keep going and, and rummage through that. I dirt. think a
1: lot of, yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of people could have beaten Maddie in this elimination. For sure, you know what I got slight vibes from in this elimination. Do you remember the Rivals three elimination where it was Nani and Wes versus Dario and Nicole, and it, it was like it, it was a uh, um, it was like a really low down structure, and they had to crawl it. They had to crawl through it from opposite sides. Yeah, and they would side pass and they each would, other. They would pass yeah, each other. Yeah, I remember that yeah. one. Yeah, and 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 Dario Dario smoked Wes in it.
0: Yeah, because he was sort of small and fast and limber.
1: Yeah, I I, I kind of got those vibes and that's what I was thinking for Nani. I was like, oh, Nani definitely doesn't want to go in here. You know, It's similar to something where we've seen her lose in before when, when her and Nicole very gingerly crawled right by she's each other got that and Nani went I'm not, I'm not going to hit my I'm not going to get physical with my cousin um, yeah. Classic, yeah She's got plasma. a little bit of
0: trauma from that. She probably doesn't want to go into Ooh, a tunnel again. Greg
1: Greg, I hope you didn't tip one of your trivia questions. Wes became the first challenge champ to lose to Ari the One
0: <laughs> That's the beautiful that's beautiful um okay so they do i mean they they do pretty good everyone's cheering for maddie like crazy d ends up getting stuck at one point and like stops moving this was a little bit weird i editing obviously made it out to seem like it was probably longer than it was a tj goes up to her just to check that she's alive and well and confirms she's okay she's good don't worry you guys um, and she, I mean, they used different strategies. I think Maddie had to make more room for herself. So she was trying to like fill up the space perfectly and really get that initial bit of dirt out the way. And D was just shoving herself in there more. She was also using her legs more, but again, Maddie didn't really have much room to use her legs as well. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I've got different, I've got different thoughts on it. I, I don't, I think that she was at a slight disadvantage in my opinion. Obviously some people in the comment section disagree I'll have to probably rewatch it at another point. I also felt like there was more room at the top of D's um top of D's tunnel than there was in Maddie's. I don't know. You know?
1: I think D uh, probably probably I made mean, that they, room. Right, right. Listen, off the start. listen,
0: they people have called out like Cara called out production massively when they threw Theo against bananas in the cage elimination. Obviously that was they were trying to rig it for bananas. It was so clear. Oh, yeah, that's
1: that's really funny. It's really funny that Cara with her production assistant okay, sh- win in well, vendetta. Uh, maybe has that's to say why she that. she
0: can call it out because she knows what it fucking looks like when they favor someone.
1: That's fine. Copped. I okay, hope. Okay, maybe cops she to did. It. I don't even know if she, she did, but that's not what I'm talking it.
0: about. But she did call it out and I feel like something similar happened here because they put Maddie in a giant ass or in a tiny ass tunnel, you know. similar, similar vibe, guys. Some I get this. I get a similar vibe. Listen, I just call it like I see it, all right? Put your tinfoil hats on. This very well could have been rigged against (laughs) Mattie.
1: All I'm going to say is if uh, Mattie is on a future season and I'm a a, a girl on the cast, a woman on the cast, a female on the cast, whatever you guys want to say, I would not be scared of taking her on. And nobody should. Everybody should look at that flop and be like... I can beat this girl in anything.
0: Good for you, Zach. Good for you. Uh,
1: Omira, we posted them on the Saniac page. You can find a clip of, uh, of the, uh, the Disney uh, scenes. <laughs> that was a great reaction, Shani. Don't, don't worry. Right, I, I caught thank that. Thank you very much.
0: Um, <laughs> So the only person rooting for D the whole time was Melissa. You can watch some of her uh, eccentric rooting for of D in the deleted scenes. It was pretty great. Uh, the old, Everybody was rooting for Maddie.
1: It looked like Maddie got smoked. Yeah. All right. It looked like D was out of there. I, I don't think Maddie had made any progress she whatsoever. Barely,
0: yeah, she barely moved a muscle and D was out on the other end. Uh, i mean d smashes this whole thing she wins the deleted scene has a really good reaction there she goes kind of not crazy but she's just like i'm coming after you guys like fuck you fuck you fuck you and then we get next week's preview maddie's post elimination interview by the way was really useless like there was nothing there Dude, she just said that you know it wasn't her day which it wasn't her day i get it uh next week's preview the only thing interesting that we did see is the Corey injury now did we see josh cry on the episode i don't remember no what was that scene is that I, is that gonna happen in the future people, still you know his breakdown
1: yeah people were confused that there was supposed to be a fight between like him and kyle i think and they showed it in the preview last week so i, I didn't know if that was a fight on. or
0: what i just remember in the preview from last week he was really upset it seemed like it was something to do with his family because they had shown his family phone calls. so i thought maybe that was foreshadowing for family dis- uh, family issue that happened I, i'm really not sure the editing seems to have gone... Oh, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, we're still on that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know what the fuck. It was deleted. He cried after the tribunal. Oh, God. Okay.
1: I agree I agree with I Irving. Deleted. Maddie's not even entertaining. What do we like about her?
0: Yeah, she hasn't been great on the challenge, but there was a great deleted scene with her recently. Like, there's a lot of... I feel like we just aren't... I personally feel like the bigger issue for me is how things are being produced on the back end. I feel like every time I see these deleted scenes, they're hilarious. These people are so fucking funny. We get these joke moments and then they take them out. I mean, we, we got a deleted scene from last night of them pulling a prank on the boys. It was so funny. Why don't we see that? The pool party fight. Why don't Uh we get those moments? Those are so much better than some of the other moments we get. Plus right now, like we need that kind of enjoyment.
1: Uh, Oh, there was a really, um, ill-timed thread on challenge talk, I think going into this episode and someone was like, there's eight girls left. You know, who's your favorite? Who are you rooting for in order from most to least? Right. And I monitored this thread very closely, just about everyone. I I would say over 75% of the people, and we're talking over 200 comments, over 75% of the people had Bailey on the bottom three of people that they're, that they're rooting for the least. And a lot of, she was easily the person who was last the most until the D stuff happened. And then everybody started making their list with D at the bottom. <laughs> but the funny thing is almost everyone over 50% had Maddie in the top three.
0: Interesting. And
1: I'm, I was looking at it and it was crazy to me. It's like, so people hate Bailey, but it's, they really like, it's Maddie. gotta
0: be the OG show. I get it. It's gotta be their OG shows. Like, uh, uh, apparently Maddie was amazing on party down South. Everyone. She has a huge audience from that. And a huge fan base from that. And then Bailey was really bad on Big Brother. Like I'll objectively say that Bailey was actually unenjoyable on Big Brother the way that they edited her. Uh, but I'm I'm loving her on the challenge. But the thing is, challenge fans aren't objective like that—not even for a second. So if they have a bad OG show or a phenomenal OG show, it goes both ways, right? Like Maddie's been boring as fuck on the challenge, but everybody still loves her because of Party Down South. Yeah. So the the OG show stigma stays with them. Throughout their appearances on the challenge, it's it's a really um, annoying. Again, another reason why a fresh meat would be so fabulous right now. Just a perfect time for one of those. Perfect oh time. I
1: feel like um, I feel like Bailey this season. Uh, for me, gets a big thumbs up. I think in a season that really has been. Pretty boring, in my opinion, and hasn't given a lot of people a lot of room to shine based on format, casting, whatever. I feel like Bailey has done just about the most you could do in terms of playing the game well um, and bringing a certain charisma, a certain sense of drama, and also competing. She's she's competing as best you can in what has been a lot of uncompetitive dailies. She's made it into a lot of tribunals. Um, so I, I feel like Bailey in her season this season accomplished more than Maddie did on her rookie season by far, where Maddie just floated and sleptwalked through the whole thing and won one really bad elimination. So that's where I'm at. We'll we'll see where Bailey goes from here. We'll see if she even makes it to the final. She needs to get her red skull. So I don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I'd love to see Bailey in a physical elimination. I think she'd be really good. I would too. Mm. What was the name? What was the girl name that cut her foot and had to leave? Oh, Big T. Big T. Yeah, we hope Big T comes back you, Dave. She's fucking awesome. Uh, she's so great. Okay, so, yeah, Michael, almost two hours. I don't know what the record time is for us. I think it would be our top ten episode. We went for, like, three hours and something. That shit was nuts. <laughs> that was... Yeah, yeah, I think that was That was, was wild. That was a wild one. Um, but, yeah, that's the whole episode, you guys. I mean, not really much else went down we pretty much covered it all Uh, i think we covered all the twitter drama really well as well um i mean is there anything else you want to say or speak on on any of these issues zach
1: just for me watching it last night it was it was the culmination of all the emotions going on and watching it and realizing wow everything that's happening has now affected What should be a positive experience for the entire community, which is it's challenge night. It's Mm -hmm. challenge night. You see that like people, especially during these times of quarantine, people wake up and they say, all right, it's Wednesday. I got the challenge on tonight. And because of everything that's going on, because of what Dee did, which was wrong, because of what, uh, you know, just because of the, the outcry in general, Some people were well-intentioned, some people weren't, some people made good points, some people didn't, but just overall, it was one big, giant shit show. Um, We got what we got last night with the episode, and it was really Mm -hmm. disappointing, and it was really just like, you know, what else can go wrong right now? What else can go wrong in the world? You can't even have that fucking 90 minutes of just peace and enjoying some good drama, some good reality TV. I don't know about you guys, but... Like I said at the top of the episode, I don't watch reality TV to watch high, upstanding individuals with good morality. I don't want to see out-and-out out, uh, terrible people, evil people. I, I don't want to watch that. Um, but I, I, I do want to be entertained, and I don't I don't need perfect people to, to be on the challenge.
0: Yeah, I hear um, that.
1: If you're going to be on the challenge and you're going to be someone that really bothers me or, or, or is, is saying a lot of really whack shit one good thing about being on the challenge is that you know potentially somebody can do something about that they can take you out that's great we can see that too or it can backfire and we can see camilla win like we did in 30 30 that was pretty bad that was so, horrible i guess uh yeah i guess that's risky that was
0: honestly fucking horrible listen you guys uh, there was so much that went down and the root of it and i just want to sum this up for mtv if mtv's ever listening to these You know, take care of the problems from the inside out. Take care of them. Address the real issues that are going on that need to be addressed over at MTV and BMP in order to progress and to make things better. To make things better for people of color, to make things better for the fucking Jews, to make things better for all of the different types of human beings, whether it be sexuality, gender, race, culture, or religion on your show. You know, address those. Address those, please. And talk about those real things tangible things that you are going to be doing to improve that. And I think that's how they can be the best allies that, um, that we need them to be. And I would really like to see that happening from their team. And I think that would be a much more meaningful way of growing the network, growing the show, than it would be to watch them go on this witch hunt, uh, with the mob. Um, you know, uh, I agree with the move to fire D don't agree with the PR statement that they released about it. And I, Uh, I think I've spoken enough on that issue that you guys really understand my point, my perspective and where that's coming from. So we'll see it's, you know, the ball is in MTV's court. The ball is in BMP's court. The ball is over there for you guys to play with and do what you want. And, you know, throw back to us when when you have some sort of resolution over there, some sort of uh, proposition for us in what you're going to do to make things better. So we'll see how this progresses of a feeling that, they're not gonna do that, and I have a feeling that it's gonna go down a really bad, slippery slope right now. But if that's the case, hit me up for my fresh meat format idea. We can talk more about that. I think that'll be a really good idea if you guys keep going at it this way. Uh,
1: if you don't want to hit, um, if if you don't want to hit Shani up for her fresh meat, uh, however many ideas, since there's already been so many fresh meat. Season, too. Shut hit up. Hit me up, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you which non played out uh, vets that we want to see on the show and also which MTV people never got to debut on the show that we also want to see on the show. So you can hit me up. All right, we'll get Bria on the show. We'll get Bria's cool. uh we'll get my boy Frank Sweeney on the show to to bring some to bring some fire. We'll get Isaac back on the show. Just just hit me up, guys. I'll cast it right.
0: Okay. You hit up Zach. You do that, you guys. Please do that. Anyways, you guys, we have been slow to post things just because with everything going on right now, I really wanted to allow there to be ample space on social media for the people who needed to be speaking to be speaking. And I just didn't want to cloud it with a bunch of reality TV stuff. I felt like it was disrespectful. Um, so I've been trying to, you know, have that fine line and, and we did finally start posting again today with some more content and things like that. So we'll start getting more of that out there. We've had some messages. People really like the distraction. They really like our content to come out there because it makes them feel better. And, and they understand, you know, that what we stand for, we are obviously in massive support of BLM and the entire movement and everybody, um, especially you know, our audience, our Saniac members, our, our POCs that listen to us, that watch us every single week. We love you guys so much. We stand with you absolutely. And um, and we hope that we've allowed ample room for your voices to be heard. We hope we continue to do that and continue to do that for the cast members who are speaking as well. So we love you all so much. Take a look at us online, SaniacPodcast.com. Don't forget about our our sponsor stitcher premium you can use our promo code saniac to get a month off your monthly plan you just go to stitcher.com forward slash premium you can also buy our merch at saniacstore.com lots of merch over there it's pretty fucking fantastic you can go check out all of our designs um and follow us on all social media platforms i'm at shawnee suisa on instagram you can go check out my gecko story and all the other fun things that i do all day also there's a really hot picture up there so you can go look at that just stare at it for a while you can follow zach at zcal 77 he's got the cutest fucking kid on the planet he likes to dance to hard metal things i don't even know uh but follow him there and then follow us of course (laughs) That's such a at great
1: description. Saint-Yak. Thank you
0: for that, John. You're that welcome. Awesome. At Saniac Podcast on all the <laughs> platforms. And shout out to the user over at Reddit who actually did the edit on the deleted scenes. Thanks for going through and editing that. That was awesome. So good fucking job there. If you guys um, know the person's Instagram or Facebook tags, just let me know and I'll tag them. Anyways, we love you all so much. We will have lots of content coming out for you. And we will keep you all posted. Sending lots of love. Mwah. Zach, say goodbye. Say goodbye to the people.
1: Peace and love. And I really, really
0: mean that. We do mean it. We really do.